Welcome to the Nooner Podcast show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. We're finally live. Live? Um, what do you mean live? We're live. Oh, instead what do you of mean? via Zoom? Well, instead, we were planning to record. You were here when I said, oh, I guess we're going to Oh, when record. you said finally, you meant if, like we we're a minute? Or, okay, sorry. I thought you meant for months. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, wait. Yeah. Here, hit the here on switch on your microphone. Um, no. Hey no, everybody! Hey, gonna... we're joined by a special guest. It's been it's been like seven years since you've been on the show. I think that's a union violation. Two and a half. Two. Wow. Who's? I don't. I don't know how to count. Okay. It's Phil Clemmer, uh, showrunner. Oh, oh! Somebody actually tweeted in. If you want to tweet in, um, that's Nooner Podcast. Or if you want to email a question uh, for Phil, that's NoonerPodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, let's see, Chris Miller friend of the show said um he said what did he say uh your show mm-hmm. um what's it called canceled Can- your show canceled no legends what? of tomorrow well, that show was canceled too but yes yeah no he said that was the best Aww. thing that the dcw had going that's a very nice thing to yeah. say but it's not a unique opinion no i share it <laughs> There are two people in the world who share that opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow was one of the most like fun and uh, just it was an interesting show relative to say I mean actually I did like the DC. yeah you love Flash yeah I like Flash I like Supergirl uh-huh. I didn't watch Star Girl was it how was that one um we're still catching up and and uh, did you, there were, and no crossovers with Star Girl. No, Mm-mm. and um, and then Arrow, yeah, Arrow. was, was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, there's John. Yeah, hi, I'm here. Yeah, but I have I can't I can't I can't comment on any of these things except I watched the first season of Arrow and and then felt inadequate physically, mm-hmm. so I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the point of those shows <laughs> yeah. is to make you feel it's like the, the it's like the CW version of Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. you watch yeah. it, you can't stop watching it. No. And you feel bad about yourself because we, did, everyone... we didn't have any torsos on my show. Oh but... come on! You had um, you had um, you had what? Superman, Brandon Ruth. Yeah, we we didn't make him like do salmon ladders though. Oh, right. right? You know, on, yeah, yeah. On Arrow, so, like every yeah. other every other scene. What's the, what's the name? <laughs> the guy's name who played Rory on uh, on Doctor Who? Do- oh, I thought you were talking about Dominic Purcell. As was our Rory, uh, Arthur Darville. Yeah, sweet that Arthur guy's Darville. a fucking monster. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a core beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a deceptive monster. Dece- yeah, 
Yeah. Underwear uh, model uh, in his free time. Yeah. Wiry. Wiry. Yeah, when he's not, yeah, on Broadway. Wait, what was he on Broadway? I believe, um, didn't they do Once? I think he did. Oh. He was the Once guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know he was a singer. Oh, he's a great singer. I'm not surprised at all. And, yeah, he does it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Can we talk about something I've I seen? I know. I'm just looking at John as he's nodding did he, off. Did no, he... it's not that. I just feel I, these are all things I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I was gonna, and I, I, I will someday. Did he have nice things to say about Karen Gillan? Um, they never spoke. He never spoke of her. Uh, oh, was she? she oh, she, she was the Doctor, Doctor Who. Who lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tried to talk to her at Comic Con once. And yeah. How'd that work out? Was not. I lost my cool. Yeah. I came in. Very give us hot. a little. Give, I'm, I'm blushing I, here, now. Here, here I, I'm, I'm Karen Gillan. Um, I just I've, like my flew at her. My red hair is finally growing in. Yeah, uh, and uh, there you are, and you're approaching me, and go. I mean, it was mortifying. I mean, I blocked it out. I've actively. It's one of the times <laughs> uh, at Comic Con, Mike and Tyson. You were like a VIP there, you know. And Mike Tyson was there, and I also did the exact same thing to Mike Tyson because yeah, uh, he was important. Well, there are a couple now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, weird how that works out. They're like, no, I mean, did they're that? made for each other. Yeah, did you see that weirdo? Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's go talk about him. Yeah, boom, boom. Uh, so, John, did you see mm. Spider-Man into the Spider 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 Spider? Yes, I did. And how many spiders were there? Oh, there, there were about a, about a million spiders. I, uh-huh. I just want to have. Have you guys seen it? No, mm. I saw the last one. Here's a here's a big a big thing that you should know. So, at the end of this movie. Almost everybody in the audience, including myself, went, oh, you know why? Because it doesn't end. Mm. It's to be continued. It is not a complete well, story. There mm. we go. Spoiler, not, spoiler. Yeah. Movies are- is that a spoiler? I think that's a, that's a warning. I think people should go see it because it is you know, astonishing. Yeah, It's really gorgeous and it's well written. There's a lot of great stuff in there, but it doesn't end. And again, more amazing animation. Oh, that's a, yeah. Every every single frame of that film is like well, they, they uh, do a piece of so art. much stuff creatively. Yeah. with the uh, the varying uh, rates of uh, mm-hmm. animation and um, just does it, does it hurt your brain? Um, I, you know, I was talking earlier about uh, having this core of sleepiness. Mm-hmm. I did fall asleep in this movie, which uh, I never do. I love sleeping in movies. Um, it's it's well documented. Yeah, I I don't usually fall asleep, and I didn't feel like I. Uh, I really missed much except visually. Like, I'm going to go back and see it again. It sounded good. Well, I was asleep. I mean, you know, I think the first thing that goes is yeah. your hearing when you actually doze off. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, well, is I it don't your, know. No, maybe your vision. Yeah, because your, your eyes are closed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, Phil, what did so you think that. of, like, when I saw Star Trek into the spider First, is that what the <laughs> Star Trek into the Star Trek first? No, it's, it's, it's the Star Trek into the Marvel verse. Yeah, the wrath of uh, Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy. Star, um, Star Trek into the Transformer verse. Yeah, they, Fast and Furious Seven. I was like, this is like too much. Yeah, that's what I meant. But then it wasn't right. Okay. It, it once uh, your gummy kicked in. Once my gummy kicked in, and once <laughs> I fell asleep, and once I closed my eyes, <laughs> that was a perfect. Then the pacing. visual stopped. It's crazy. <laughs> I got John to snort this early. That's good. Uh, but I still, but did you think, think it was too much? Or are you just mad that the other Phil is getting more accolades for his superhero movie? There's another Phil? Oh, yeah, sorry. Shoot, I forgot. He blocked it out of his mind oh. that Phil Lord exists. Oh, no. no. I, yeah, I have gotten 
texts from people thinking that I was he, and they're Ooh, always so what? disappointed. Oh, my like, God. Oh, Why just, do you tell them? Why don't you just say, just yeah. Just keep going, like, yeah, you thanks, got a green man. light. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks, yeah man. People <laughs> think I'm Marty Scorsese all <laughs> yeah. the time. You're about the same height. No, you're not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Um, Similar eyebrows? I was yeah. going after those next. What's that? Your eyebrows. Oh, they're great. I'm trying to grow yeah. mine this summer. Actually. Oh, no. To make them look like Marty's. I don't just to have them. I don't have eyebrows. The only time I have eyebrows. Oh, man. Is, I got my grandfather's eyebrows. Really? Oh, I mean, greener grass. But like when I go to Comic Con or anytime where somebody does, you know, yeah. makeup and I see myself with eyebrows, I'm like, I wanna, God damn, look at that guy. Yeah. I want to trans. I want to transplant some eyebrows to the top of my head. My, uh, that works. my, when, and not to your friend. When no. I was a kid, me and my brother were both toeheads. We're both very blonde. And uh, my brother still doesn't have. He called. He, he was little. He called him. I want eyebrows. <laughs> I. He has the same. He pretty much has the same color eyebrows as you do. Yeah, my brother. Not. My brother was also uh, a toehead, and still what, is. When people called us toeheads, I thought it was because of the shapes of our head, and I got <laughs> terribly, terribly self conscious. Like our scout leader would be like, "These clemmer boys, these two toeheads," and I was just like, oh, "What? What? Where's, what? Which kind of toe? Is yeah. it the big toe?" <laughs> Um, Little toe. Did you guys watch the Apple presentation yesterday, the Worldwide Developers Conference? You know, I would be embarrassed to say that I sought it out and watched it because that would make me really geeky. But yes. Yeah. I didn't know there was homework with this oh, invitation, no, no, it's okay. to be it's honest. Okay. I they, saw that there's goggles. Yes. They, yeah, there's they, goggles. They announced the Apple Vision Pro, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a... They they never said augmented reality. They never said virtual reality. They never said meta in the presentation. It was all about. Why would they say meta? Spatial. They didn't say Google either. No, they didn't say metaverse. I should <laughs> yeah. say they didn't say metaverse. Uh, that it was all about the you know spatial expansion or whatever. I, I, do you remember what the term they used is? But, no, I don't but, really remember. But like, I was sped through it. It was really a, a, a very exciting product presented in an incredibly boring way. I thought. Uh, why, uh, so basically, it is um, these are goggles that you can see through, mm-hmm. and, and and there's other. I skimmed an article. Yeah. Okay. That, there, can you, you see, you're welcome to the podcast. Then can you see? You sh- I, normally, you sh- just read the headlines, okay. look at a couple of pictures, and then say I right. say I read it. You know. So from what I understand, you can see the user's eyeballs. Not, okay. Not really. But it's what, like fake. Yeah. Right. Right. See, so so what happens is yeah. when you get it, uh-huh. uh huh. The first thing you do is you scan your face, or they will do it at the Apple Store for you uh-huh. with uh, an iPhone, and they and they, there's depth uh, data that they're getting from that. So yeah. then it gets they're getting you right. uh, a version of you right. that they then they digitize. Wow. And then when you're wearing it, they yeah. Um, it, if you it's, want, it's, yeah. it will project your eyes right. onto the LCD the 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 OLED whatever display on the front right. of it. Because it's also tracking your eyes. It's tracking and it's your mirroring. eyes. And they also take a little DNA sample and they make a clone of you. That's, that's yeah. And then, but, so When they're done with it, they incinerate it. And their cameras, so then you're seeing your space mm-hmm. and then you can superimpose all the porn you want on there. Um, all the porn, all the porn, all the you, porn want. you want. All the porn you ever deserve. Yeah. All the porn in the universe. Yeah. Wow. Um, Completely immersive. Yeah, so so I'm getting them. Yeah, yeah, and then thirty five hundred bucks too. Yeah, right? and yeah. then you can like pinch and zoom. <laughs> you can, you know what I'm saying? No. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah, man. so like you can, uh, and it's got these these uh, very fine speakers in there, so you you can hear all your porn and 
and um, and then it has sensors uh-huh. that are are um, also getting your face. So if you're on a sex call with a sex worker, <laughs> you're just gonna run this all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Okay, go. It, it is because it it's I'm a killer to, app. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to get to the heart of what people are going to use this yeah. for. No, you're right. Um, yeah. And instead of them seeing you look like an idiot with your, your stupid mask on, right? they see... Stupid idiot without a mask. But a, a, a digitized Avatar. version. Yeah, so it's like oh, Uncanny Valley. I can have eyebrows. Yes. You, yes. Well, I, yes. You know, maybe. I, the, thing, the thing is, is that they... Uh, I was just listening to a review of it, of a user review, and they said that it was really yeah. amazing. I, yeah, the, I've heard the avatar. So they, they you, you know, you're on a FaceTime call or a Zoom call or something like that, and they see your face, but it's not your face. It's a digital version of your face that is being it's, reconstructed based on what your expressions are. That and the it, mask and it, can pick it, up. It, it can see that when you're, you yeah. know, it can look, is looking at your eyes. It tracks your eyes, so you can look at an object, and it will all of a sudden, like you know, tell you about it. Or and whatever. I think it has a camera looking at your mouth and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, it has the sensors underneath there that looking at your expressions. So I don't know how the, the the question is how accurate it is the at capturing. Answer, the answer is amazingly accurate, well, according it, to um, one review I heard for five minutes today. So I would just say that's uh, true. It's one hundred percent true, and but it's not going to launch until twenty twenty four. And yeah. the other question is how much fidelity is there to that that vision that you're looking at. Um, Are people going to drive their cars wearing these? They're not supposed to, but they probably they probably will. Right. Yeah, I mean that that's a really good thing because it's battery powered. You get it. I'm sure it'll be illegal, a, and people will a, do it anyway. A yeah. two hour battery pack that you can just you know because pack in. I mean I had a heads up display on my car and I couldn't handle it. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't handle it. Oh, it was too much too information. Much porn. Too much porn. <laughs> Two. I'm a one-note pony. I'm just like I'm I got a s- I got a stack yeah. of mags in my passenger oh, seat, yeah. and they can wait till I get where I'm going. Yeah, I'm old mags. Wow, that's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Where do you buy those nowadays? Lad mag. I just had brought them with me from childhood. Oh yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Lots of Harry. My, <laughs> my, my stepmother <laughs> threw oh. all mine away. Oh. I, I, ke- I, I wasn't sure how you were going to finish that sentence. Um. I kept. My, I kept. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the trends are in porn? You know, yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Oh, it's so weird. I, I kept know. mine in a hollow tree, which is the mm-hmm. most Appalachian part of my childhood. Yeah, it really was like. Did a, you really do that? Yeah, I had a hollow tree. Yeah, a hollow tree full of porn. That a guy, an older kid bequeathed his porn stash to me and my generation. Which is, the, which is the right thing to do. It was. Yeah, he was joining the army, and he was like, "I can't use these anymore." And God they, forbid we can't throw them away. May they serve you well. Yeah. And he gave us his hollow tree and his uh, hustlers. Yeah, as as Adam Carolla once said, porn never gets old. You know. <laughs> so did the weather? I mean, they were they were worn. Yeah, they were they were worn by weather and just oh, weather. Well weather. loved. Weather. Well loved. Is that what you're calling it? Weather. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyhow, we okay. It's so, a beautiful story. It's very heartwarming. It's very American. <laughs> it is. So th- this Apple Vision, these Pro goggles are very expensive. Mm-hmm. They're unproven. Uh, but one thing that is kind of neat is that you can like sit in your house, and if you live in a tiny house, you can have um, a virtual like you know, yeah. twenty foot. That's movie why I'm. Screen. That's why I'm getting them. Because I live right. in a, I have a, I live in a one room apartment. Yeah, and so you can 
just sit there and then you can also then you can have, just sit there but do you, you think that's either, enough that's you can enough sit there people who live movies. in mansions will want to have a more confined well, there are f- existence? more people living in smaller oh. places than there are living in mansions okay. yeah phil i yeah. just didn't know I mean, sometimes not all I, of us my have place TV gets intimidating shows. sometimes yeah, yeah. Um, but then you can um, also then not all of us have hollow trees. <laughs> you can have like a what? a multi monitor setup that mm-hmm. is like you know three forty inch monitors right in front of you, just all, all there, and you don't have even need a, a full desk. So mm-hmm. and I my understanding from what I heard today uh, the walkthrough it was a tech meme ride home. I think we should just mention the fact that w- what we do on this podcast really is just regurgitate other podcasts, <laughs> but um. Is it the the 3D like they watched uh, Avatar, and the 3D yeah. movies are unbelievable with this? Thing. Yeah, I and mean, I you remember the jerk, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah. there's going to be something with the? Well, I mean, the, what one, is are the, are the consequences of focusing well, on that something is, that's like three one does, inch away from your? It eyeball. does also measure. You can give them your glasses, and then it will refractive error correction. It, yeah. So they'll they uh, will they run a little laser through it or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, that's his prescription," and then they go beep, boop, beep, boop, well, they, beep, and they replace your eyeballs too. Oh, and man. but I, I'm just and eyebrows. My my answer is no. Why? Just no. I just hate all this. Just it's really? it's all moving too quickly. Oh, it's you want, setting you, me. You want magazines. I, you want like magazines. You have to turn the page manually. Yes. You have to touch them, even though they're weathered. I just everything is moving way too fast. I just slow. They've been promising down. This, they've been promising AR for twenty years now. Right, and the fact that it hasn't come, I find solace in that. But then, why is that fast? Why is that too fast? I'm just not ready. I'm not interested. I just, yeah. I, I hate to be like a, a neo-Luddite, but I think it's probably going to end the world. Uh, well, how, oh, how, no, that's not going to end the world. AI. First of all, yeah, we're, we're not going to make it to 2024 to get these things. So well, don't worry the, about the it. The thing is, $3,500 is a proof of concept price, you know? Uh-huh. And so they're like, it's a dare. Are the richy riches gonna buy these? Are the diehard uh, people? Marty, do you remember when you bought me the first iPad? You and all the buds Did put we? together a thousand dollars back in '99. I, I was like Willy Wonka. Yeah, like, that was golden ticket stuff. I got stuff. a golden ticket. Uh, that was so sweet of you guys. Um, uh-huh. I still have it. Oh, that's great. And he hasn't upgraded it since then. No, yeah. same. Well, it's same still, it's, it's, it's amazingly non-useful device. Yeah. Yeah, well, this, I think, has more utility, I will <laughs> say. But there are there there are people like, um, you know, Scott Galloway, who we'll also talk about later, uh, the, the marketing um, consultant who said that, like, it's the... It's the way, if, if you don't want to get laid, that's the what you should get, you know, because you're never going to get laid if you wear something that doesn't make you look more attractive, especially if you're spending 3500 bucks on it. What? But Man, what? he seems cool. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's kind of like you. He's like a Luddite, too. Uh, like, he doesn't want to... Well, I'm not going to make fun of people for not being able to get laid. I just think it's like... Well, you know, he's saying that if you wear that, it reduces oh. your chances of getting laid. Not because mm. of who buys it. While you're wearing it or just in general yeah, ever? Yeah, because you're wearing it. Because it's, oh. you, you're less attractive when you wear it. And uh, his point is, like, if you're going to spend three, three, $3,500, it better thir- make Get you... a $3,500 haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> And and the funny thing is he pays that yeah. and he's bald. <laughs> yeah, but he, I I think that it 
Um, if it goes to, what, what is the price that you would pay for it, John? Well, I'm just thinking about $3,500 jeans and wondering if they'd make me taller and thinner yeah. and younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would I pay for it? Yeah. Um, I am almost certainly not going to get one, but it doesn't have to come down very much for me because I do have a very small space that I really like living in. And the only thing I would like is a large screen. I also do video editing and I have two monitors and I have to go to my uh, office to use them. And I think, I bet you I could use this. Um, and and have multiple screens. Yeah, it's there's yeah. something that really appeals to me from a work and entertainment. Because um, it already has a chip in it. That's the same chip that's in the the, the MacBook Pro. Yeah, so and it will run your MacBook Pro. I know that the thirty five hundred dollar yeah. price is basically for people who don't care about money and for suckers. Um, and then they'll and it'll also be super buggy. So I won't buy that one. Right, but it, right, I mean, right. I will probably spend. You know, I'd probably spend twenty five hundred dollars if. Uh, it was like, oh my god, this is so great! Like the, you know, the iPhone was, and I mean, I was things. definitely impressed by it. But yeah. I mean, are screen manufacturers like freaking out? Like, do we no longer need? No, the screen manufacturers are, or there's a screen manufacturer who's manufacturing the the two screens that are in front of your right, eyes. Right, but but I mean, I'm just saying, like the size of, you know, yeah, two oh, D screens. Sure. I'm, I'm sure, but also, I don't think it's gonna. I mean, it, we'll see. Those are two different is. experiences because you you can't do that socially. Like you can't sit in the same room. I guess you could. You could if everybody has a pair. Yeah, but then for that money, you might as well just get a really awesome TV. You know? Yeah, and I, I, I currently live alone, right? And uh, and so, and I live in a small room. It's a very sad life, and I don't even have a hollow tree. <laughs> um, and uh, so this is kind of, kind of. There's a lot of things that's kind of appeal to me. But if I, you know, was living with my family and I had my house, I would be like. Because we have we have a uh, we have a headset VR headset, we hardly ever use it. Yeah, why why is that? Well, because you have to clear out a space, you know. Like this, I looked at this and I was like, I wouldn't, even though obviously there's tons of stuff to do that would be the same as a, a Quest. But what the way they they sold it to me was a bunch of people sitting at their couch, and using it as a uh, as an augmented reality screen. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see myself using that. I can't see myself doing. You know, uh, Beat Saber every day because when I do because the exercise with the with the quest or whatever it just makes it's just sweaty and terrible, yeah, right? And and you have to and you have to basically take up the space that's in your house. I know, but it's so funny when you see the videos of people knocking people out with their like swinging the controller. <laughs> this one has no controllers. You're just hitting them with your bare fist. Yeah. You know, like God intended. Like God intended. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> But there's definitely going to be some, you know, it's just like anything, Phil. You 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 have these unintended consequences. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, we're just moving too fast. Yeah. It's just crazy. I hope I didn't tank Apple stock, but uh, <laughs> thumbs down. I'm not sure from the side of the, the table. The, the reach of this what? podcast, Phil. Yeah, Are you terrible. kidding? <laughs> yeah, that was the sound. Oh my god, Cupertino. Phil was worried I just about shorted putting, it on the way here. He was worried about putting his foot in it, and yeah. you did. You oh, did. So the SEC investigation so, starts here so you uh if you shorted it mm-hmm. could, oh. could you explain what oh would happen oh my god this is gonna get way above Can, my level yeah exactly that's, a, that's what, what we I do here understand what a short is you have a promise yeah 
for somebody else to buy your stock at the current price at a future date. Oh my God, I'm already over. I think, yeah, yeah. And you're hoping that it goes down. Yeah. And then you get to like pocket the oh, difference. Right. So then you buy it now and then they have to buy it well, at the at the higher at the high price. level and then you get and to, you get the so, so you hope that's that it goes, you shorted it. I think that's what right. it's well, there, is. Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears> that's you, and, watch somebody's gonna probably correct uh, oh, that. Oh you know nobody's uh, gonna correct Mar it. Everyone, Margot Robbie's gonna come in in and the bathtub <laughs> and, and just totally yeah. school you. Yeah, basically, you're betting that it goes down, and then somebody pays you the difference. Yeah, and right. Then, I know you're betting that it goes down. I'm just, I, I, and I know it's a very simple explanation. I just trying to figure out how how exactly it works because I've it been explained to me like two or three times yeah. by yeah. movie stars. And, yeah, and Adam, whatever his name's, mm -hmm. what's his name? McKay. Adam McKay movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I was uh, gonna say Adam Duritz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Counting Crows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Phil. Okay. You, we have the <laughs> privilege of having somebody who has run um, several writers' rooms, right? That's correct. And I feel like uh, I'm being deposed. Yeah, no. But most recently, uh, you had the the the. Come on, you got it, Milo. Come on, Marty. Um, Put it together. And uh, um, uh, uh, it's called the coming on. Um, <laughs> no, the company you keep from on ABC. That's correct. And how, and you had the thirteen episode run. Uh, ten. Ten episode run. Yep. And wow, that that's how long shows go these days. Yeah, for, I guess we should be grateful. That's considered like that's the new hundred. Yeah. Um, and uh, before that, you had how many seasons on Legends of Tomorrow? Seven. I think seven. Ask seven my fan, season. Mr. Miller. But yeah, I think Chris it was Miller. Seven. Chris Miller. I think it was seven. Yes. Yeah, that's a uh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a book coming out, or I think it might already be out, oh, and it's about uh, Lost. Yeah. And um, didn't was that article? Just, it was just about Lost. I didn't get that job. Uh, yeah, this is um, a, a book about the making of Lost that was written by Maureen something or other. Um, Maureen who? Uh, oh shit! Google. Sorry. Maureen no, no, no. I got the article. Maureen Google faster. Maureen, uh, Ryan. Oh, Maureen Maureen Ryan. Maureen Ryan. Is she related to Maureen O'Hara? Yeah, she's they're, they're sisters. They're twin sisters. It's called Burn It Down. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it sort of chronicles what a shit show it was. Mm -hmm. Is that just... It's, I thought it was about more than just Lost. Uh, okay, well, I, 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 the article that I... Um, I just read the article really fast. So. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, look, I just read the headline okay. and look at the pictures. Okay. And so I'm, I'm a, an expert. Uh, but uh, a bunch of writers and actors spoke to her. You're about wondering it. if some there's a book in the works about me. Well, no, no. I want to talk to. You. I just want to list the the problems with with this show. Okay. And one of the the shows is like Harold Perrineau, who's a wonderful yep. actor. Um, mm -hmm. he's in. Wasn't he in Speed? Yes. Yes. He's mm, no. Speed, okay. yeah. Which one? I thought no. he was. Oh, uh, he wasn't. Okay. I don't think so. Speed Racer. Um, oh, I'm thinking of Keanu Reeves. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah, I get them confused all the time. Um, so maybe. He, anyhow, okay. Uh, Harold Perrineau was complaining that, um, well, he his feeling was the show was all about the three white people on the show. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack and Jack, Jack and, and then, the lady, and then and the other lady, the lady. Sawyer. Oh, yeah. God, he was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah that yeah. hairy guy. Um, and he was like, there was one episode where 
he his son was missing and right. in the entire episode he didn't question where his son was and he's like well shouldn't i question where my son is and then he said that um quote according to this book it became pretty clear that i was the black guy and daniel day kim was the asian guy and then you had jack kate and sawyer and that was uh, clear when the show was on uh, well that's yeah that's what what, what he's saying and no but and, i mean I, I was watching it going well yeah you only have the one black guy and they never oh and then he, he died oh huh. And then when he he expressed his concerns and and he said, uh, um, I don't have to be the first. I don't have to be in most of the episodes, but I like to be in the mix. Is what according to him? Mm-hmm. This is according to him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, he was written out of the show after the second episode, the second season. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, apparently Damon. This is a uh, what was reported that Damon Lindelhoff said like. Um, that guy accused me of being a racist, so I fired his ass. Mm. And then, um, and then, to his credit, he said uh, when asked about it in present day, he's like, "Oh, you know that that's a terrible thing. I can't even imagine myself saying that. But if I did, I can understand the rage that would cause." And, right. Which is a bit of a whatever a push, right. but it's also accepting some culpability. Right. Uh, but anyhow, it's it it is just like. For a show that was had one of the more mixed um, like casts, mm-hmm. you know, it was not very equitable in in mm-hmm. how they told the story. And mm-hmm. apparently, some of the writers felt very um, uncomfortable with that imbalance. And and huh. yeah, so and they killed off Michelle Rodriguez too. Um, yeah, soon, yeah, and and it was funny because it was like after the first two seasons, it was like the only. There were hardly any people of color left. Yeah, and there were some really just bad sort of quotes that were yeah uh, just unflattering, right? Unhelpful quotes that Oof. for these producers. So, I mean, this is what happens when you have, I guess, white showrunners who were relatively young, relatively young, I guess. You know, they're in their well, early thirties or whatever. But I mean, I'm not no, that. Car- that's Carlton Hughes was a was a Carlton was a Cuse. veteran. And, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they. But anyhow, we're in a different time now. Yeah. We're in a much richer time uh, in terms of ethnic diversity, um, uh, gender diversity, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so, like, does that surprise you when you hear the, these stories? Well, I mean, I can only speak to. What oh, and, I, and for yeah. the record, you you did work on uh, an ensemble show, yeah. With um, no, no, you worked on a, a show with. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, the other Dom? No, no, the 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 little lost guy. His um, name's Dom. No, no, the the producer, showrunner, um, the the spies one. Uh, uh, oh, JJ Abrams. Yeah. yeah. Worked, oh, yeah. With I did. Abrams. Well, yeah. I mean, very briefly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I just I say. Uh, you know, this is, I'm not putting on the spot. No, I'm no, just no. Like, I, I, I just want to know your experience. You my know? experience with ensemble shows, which which Legends was, uh, they're they're very difficult because you, when you have this, I, you know, huge cast and everybody wants to be at the fore of the action, and yeah. making TV is very uh, time consuming, and you have all these talented people, and you know, having to to you know, I mean, look, I, this is a a humble analogy. Lost was an inc- 
incredible, yeah, wonderful yeah, show. We absolutely. all loved it, but you know, I, yeah, I did love it. Yeah, on on Legends, sure. we would do these crossovers where you'd have thirty-five actors, and and um, you'd have to incorporate them all into forty-two minutes of TV. And it must have been easy. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, you, I, you I, hated doing the crossovers. I mean, when I'm I say allowed, hate, yeah, was, when I say hate, I mean yeah. in terms of a task, not that you hated the product. You know? For for sure, it was just a logistical nightmare. Yeah. and and when you're trying to like, uh, you know, cross board actors over four shows, that's a very logistically right, complicated. They're also shooting at the same they're, time. They're doing yeah, yeah. Uh, so it makes your head hurt, and then. You know, when you write these scenes, um, you know, I always joke about like, oh, in that episode, like Hurley carried some firewood or something like that right. in Lost. Right. Um, and uh, and, that, and that, that's the problem with doing an ensemble. It's like if you try to give everybody the same kind of dramatic slice of the pie, it's right. everybody is dissatisfied. And, you know, everybody has to sit around for like 16 hours shooting the same scene, whether you're the star or you're the guy in right, the background right, right. carrying firewood. And so if you have to carry firewood for too many episodes, like it's going to get upsetting, even though you're making great money to carry firewood. And so like you right, think on, think right, on Le right. uh, Legends, when we started, we tried to give like equal piece of the pie to all these TV stars and they all kind of felt dissatisfied because they're just, they all they felt the like leads. they were carrying firewood yeah. every episode. And so it's what we realized- Legends, plural. Yeah. Legends. So, I mean, I, I do, what I, we talked about having just the roving spotlight of the show where you would focus on, you know, it, it's more satisfying to follow a character that you don't know so well. And, and, and so, I mean, I think that's the, the exciting thing about ensemble shows is that like, Somebody who's been in the background carrying firewood, all of a sudden you can like get into Bring their him. story right. and get deep with them oh, and he like has a superpower. Yeah. yeah. Or just like so he falls in love. Yeah. See? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Uh, did you feel ever pressure from whether network or producers without name, naming names to like, oh, you should focus on the pretty ones or no? You, no. No, they just said make it better, make the numbers go higher. No, and they're just like, this is this is all we got. Give it an all we got. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, why why is that dog so angry? Because because he's he said um, <laughs> I, I my voice needs to be heard. Okay, and he feels like this podcast is really anti dog. Yeah, uh, were you ever accused? Oh, oh, so how conscious, like you also had a very um, diverse writer's room yep. you know, um, in terms of just all across the board. Yep. Like, I mean, not, uh, yeah, it's just that you couldn't look at it and say, oh, like Phil is just, you know, he filled it with his friends and he threw like two people a bone or something like that. No, you just, you built it from the ground up from. There were know, a lot of people from Virginia. I got accused of. Preferring Virginians. Are you from Virginia? I am. Is yeah, that where your hollow tree, tree was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's your prerogative. Yeah. Well, I think that they were also blackmailing you about the the porn tree. They had all been to the porn <laughs> tree. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the porn tree. I think I think most people would just long to have a porn tree. No. God. Fair. Uh, we so, didn't have any hollow trees in New Hampshire. No. But how no. conscious were you of of uh, like creating a room that was like super inclusive or, or, or just diverse. He, or, got, he just hired people from Virginia. He just said he wasn't. <laughs> There's all kinds all. of people in Virginia. <laughs> we got, all, we got we all got all kinds of people. We got Hicks. We got Rednecks. Oh, we got, Marty. We got the how, DA, we got the DAR. How dare you? We got um. Oh man. Some old 
yeah. All right. Um, did it, did you just go blindly from the script or scripts that you were submitted or like, like, how does that work? I mean, cause you wield a lot of influence and power, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I'm looking for people who can think ways that, that I can't. Ah, because otherwise right. I, I could just think that way, right? Right, which is, like, that is the, that is what you hope for. Yeah. You know, and that's why like these, like these diversity programs are really great because it forces people to, to be exposed, these showrunners to be exposed to voices that they, that they haven't heard before. Yeah. But you no. actually actively sought that out. Well, I mean, you don't want this just like, echo chamber of of uh you know just uh, yeah i don't i don't want a room of people who are just gonna like laugh at my jokes and right congratulate like i don't i don't know i just i i that sounds that, pretty good though that, yeah should yeah. we try that maybe i'll try that on the next one <laughs> well no just not to not for the show i don't think it would be good creatively but it'd be good to just have that right? oh, like you no. go home and have them at home and you just say things and they go oh, <laughs> oh yeah uh, just like a laugh track kind of group. Yeah. Wow, you're I, I a suspect genius. It, no, I suspect ever what I, I don't know. I just been like, oh, they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Phil agreed to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know, I we I know people who have been accused of being um, unwoke or insensitive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because we all are. I mean, sure. And, and of course. especially, well, I am. Especially, especially in a writer's John. room. Yeah. You know, in oh, a writer's okay. room where you're just throwing around dumb ideas yeah. and trying to like make the other people well, laugh. Well, I mean, that, 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 well, that's the trouble in, that I've discovered in the, in the writer's room is just you sit there for eight or 10 hours, hours a hours day. And, hours. and sometimes to get people's attention when you've heard them. Sometimes to get somebody's attention, you just have to up the ante yeah, yeah. and come up with more preposterous yeah, yeah. ways of breaking through that uh, whatever desensitiz. You know, right. people hear smart people saying funny things all day long, and so it becomes this arms race. Right, and then people are like, "I'm going to go for the nuke." Yeah, right. And which is like which sometimes is like classic it, improv, right, John? Like you you escalate and escalate. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I mean, and, and then sometimes. You discover something that yeah. no one's ever said before right. because it was beyond some taboo. And it's like, oh, yeah. whoa, that's, oh my gosh. Or it's like, oh, that's oh why that we never said oh, that. Oh, we it never was said that before because yeah. never you been... just offended everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, the one verse, one success versus the, the 25, like, you know, flops. Yeah. You don't, you know, you know it's, it's just like, uh, you know, freedom of speech, you know, you just got to let people but, say things. But also in a workplace, you also, yeah. there has to be, so it's a weird line that, that writers like sort of tread on. It is weird because there are times when it informs story and there's other times when it's a complete diversion or yeah. a sadistic, uh, you know, exercise in uh, psychological just destruction of your coworker where yeah. you're yeah and how do you manage it when when things go too far like you know when, um, when things go beyond uh what, what is productive and 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 uh, stimulating for of creativity mm. i mean whips and chains yeah i just don't know if it ha i don't know if it happens in and not, not the, like we should all 
congratulate ourselves and say we've arrived right. at some sort of safe workplace, but right. it's certainly less prevalent, um, and the focus on the work seems to be much more focused than. But it, also, you must also. I mean, not to uh-huh. to uh, butter your buns, um, but but you you then create you create a, an environment where people feel safe to communicate, yeah. and where people understand each other. But I mean, there have been times when things have happened in the room that I thought were okay and somebody will come to me afterwards right. and, and... But that's because you read the transcript back and you're like, oh, I see that that could have been uncomfortable for somebody and then right. you, you know, I mean... But you kept that door open to, I, for, to be called on that Until stuff. a book comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, I'm sure every... Nobody goes around thinking like, oh man, I was a terrible person. I mean, everybody everybody wants to believe that they were generous and protective. I don't, I, I, I mean, you don't still, you think? Yeah, but you still have to fire people, you know? I don't know if that's true. You don't? No, I, I, I don't know if that's, that's true. I, I, I think, you I mean, can't like, always be the good I, guy. I, you know, I don't know you very well, but yeah. I sense that you're uh, a sensitive um, uh, person and, <clears throat> Or you know, I know I, I'm allergies. You're, you're you know, I I you know, there are people that I've worked for uh-huh. who are horrifying, like monsters, uh-huh. and they they function in the world. But then you sort of like my last job, it wasn't it wasn't in entertainment, but the CEO was like, you read you know, there's the article came out saying that like forty percent of CEOs are psychopaths, and I was like, oh, well yeah, yeah. well odds because, are you aren't like little bit 10% yeah what no the odds are he isn't like 60% no the, he was i mean <laughs> I it was just like it was like oh, there's a psychological uh, right. diagnosis that explains why he doesn't seem to have human empathy right you know what i mean and and people my my theory is that there's the people and and there's a there's a advantage to being a psychopath or being an aggressive uh, person cuz you're not the self-aware workplace. at all you well you're not you're not worried about other people's feelings, yeah. And and, and if you're really good at managing up, which this guy was, yeah. You know, uh, for, and other people I've worked for, um, who are in high positions, you know, you know, you have these people who are, who are terrible to people under them, and they get results because they don't care about humans, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a, uh, the, in many cases, there's an advantage to being, um, uh, not a nice person, yeah, right. And so the people who are not nice people get to higher levels. So, yeah. and I think that, I mean, I don't remember what you just said, but you said most people are trying to be, you know, uh, good to their fellow man. And I think that, I think that's true. I think most people are, but I think some people aren't. And I think that we have, uh, they have a little bit of an advantage over other people. Right. And, and I have this theory that evolutionarily right. speaking, th- there, there's a smaller sliver of those people but they rise to levels of power because uh, sort of in a hierarchical sort of even tribal environment, right. it's good to have somebody who just says, no, we go and do this now. Right. And the rest of us have evolved to survive them. Right. So we involve, uh, empathy is in part... Uh, it's uh, holding it, us back. It, it, well, it, it's holds us back within the tribe, yeah. but it also helps us to survive the psychopaths who help us to survive the other tribes. Yeah. Does that make any sense? It does make sense. I, I once I heard this Warren Buffett where he was somebody was congratulating him on all his you know billions, and yeah. he was like, you know, it's a fluke of evolution. And when I was born, like if I had been born at yeah. any other 
time and place yeah, other than Omaha in the 20th century. Yeah. You know, the skills that I have would be basically useless when it comes to a saber-toothed tiger. Like, he's not going to look for arbitrage opportunity. He's going to get eaten because he's slow and he's probably, you know. uh, But he was just like, I was born with this brain where everywhere I look, I see undervalued companies and, like, I can't help but become a billionaire. And everybody thinks I'm the Oracle of Omaha. Well, he also invested early. That was Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, you know. That's luck of the draw kind of stuff, I guess. I, uh, I, I went to my uh, college reunion, and I graduated from college in 87. Uh-huh. And my class, my college class is the given more money than any other class. Yeah. Uh, and oh, uh, so much about the timing of that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's because you go and say, oh, so they graduated in 87, which is the depths yeah. of the big recession. Right. It was the worst thing since the big depression. At the Great Depression, and would you stop trying to eat me, dog? I just got drooled on too. He's he's trying to eat me. No, Go the away. other the other one got me. It's just it's just dog fever over here. No, that's not really okay. It's really not okay. Um, I'm sorry, dog, uh, listeners. I'm sorry, listener. No, uh, I'm I'm just right. I'm I'm just I just can't get enough of John. Yeah, so <laughs> Marty is putting his mouth over me. <laughs> So we then all those dudes went, or probably dudes. Let's be honest. Well, the the people. So the pe- it was funny because you know I I I knew I was going to start a theater company out of college because you I, just wanted to get rich. I just wanted to get rich, yeah. and uh, and I was there were a lot of people I knew who were just like I don't know what I want to do. <sighs> I guess I'll go to business school. So I go to business school for three years. They get out in like 1990, yeah. and hedge funds take off. Yeah, and like they all become billionaires. If yeah. they don't really try hard, they become millionaires. Yeah, and losers. So, yeah. Um, oh, but that's just, you know, it's just timing. Yeah. No, I definitely am the, uh, the I look at the alumni newsletter, and it's depressing to see the people who, you're like, that fucking <laughs> dork? Oh, my God. He gave $10 million. <laughs> like, holy. But I should have been nicer to those guys. Yeah. I should have been nicer. Um, but, I mean, it's just, I, I, I mean, this is glib, but. I mean, it's it's money, and they they came into, they went to school in the middle of Silicon Valley at yep. the time when Silicon Valley was booming. Yeah, and so like when they were people were throwing billions and billions of dollars at the dumbest ideas. So it's not it's not surprising, and that just doesn't happen now because people are a little bit wiser and a little bit uh, poorer or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's true. It's hundred percent true. What the people are wiser and uh, well in terms of I don't think anyone has ever learned anything ever. <laughs> that, that is true. I might be that with is John. true. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, I guess wiser about the old, the old things. Right. They just they new, come up with new shit to be stupid shit, about. But this was like at a fucking time, goggles. This is at a, <laughs> no, but this is at a time when everybody like the consumer base was just ripe to jump into the internet and now sure. like there's less money to go around sure you know? yeah. and and this kind of gets into uh, are we going to talk strike yeah we're going to talk strike oh, man. yeah i'm sorry so it's phil okay. came in a little a little glum um because phil was walking the strike lines as he was yesterday mm-hmm. and for every day for the past month mm-hmm. uh, uh and the Writers Guild of America are, is like how many? Twenty thousand strong? No, twelve. Twelve thousand strong. Yeah, twelve, 12 thousand strong. People. Just twelve people. Twelve people. It's Phil, uh, John, and twelve Bob, angry writers. Rob, Thomas, and nine others. So yeah. you know them all. Yeah, you yeah. got them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's 
not a huge union, but still so incredibly influential in American culture, wildly influential. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have been on strike for a month, and what is mm-hmm. at stake? And I think this is something that we hear about, and people have various opinions of like they're yeah. pro union, they don't care what what it is, like it's got to be bad business. And then there are people yep. like the market speaks. Yep. So what what is the the true thing? Well, I mean, it sounds dramatic, but it is survival it's existential it is you know it's a fight for my profession which is not a profession that i ever thought that i would hold you know for the bulk of my adult life um but it's one that i really have come to love you know i stumbled into it you're great at it well how'd you stumble it no and we you can listen to phil's last uh episode when he was here to hear about that Yep, get your wife pregnant by accident. That's the secret. No, okay. go to, no. Is that really? Go to a yep. party at Marty's house. With a pregnant wife. With a pregnant wife, yeah. Uh, nine months, yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay, sorry. We're back to, yeah, I mean, it. this, this the you know, the living that I've chosen is one that... And um, work your ass off in, by yeah, the way. Yeah, with, with, with joy in my heart. But, like, if I were to start this career, you know, now, as a, as a young man, it would not be possible. Yeah. Um, and so... But, there are a lot of careers that are like that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to kill those dogs, Marty. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no. Which one is it? Oh. Sorry. Um, it was Humphrey. It was a so, good dog. Um, you, you know, I, I have um, uh, an, an in-law like who they worked in, in LA, mm-hmm. you know, uh, husband and wife, they worked in the, uh, the wife worked in the bakery at a grocery store. The husband worked at, uh, as a butcher and they they own like two homes and in LA. Yeah. And that could just never happen now. No. You know, and they, they're no. retired, they're living off their pension, they're living yeah. great lives, they drive nice cars. That could never happen now. Yeah. It couldn't. And you have to be careful because we can't complain about the cost of living. Right. Oh, yeah, we, we can complain we can, about anything. But it's a separate podcast. You oh, know, we, yeah. can't, <laughs> we, we can't. We can't. You know, there's no reason you to. You can write that wherever you want. You can be in Detroit and write that. Sure. You know? and, and, and you look, every everybody faces the impossible cost of living in places like Los Angeles. So we can't pretend as writers that that's like somehow unique to us. So like you yeah. have to kind of sidebar that one. You can sidebar income inequality, even though I think that's like, you know. It's a valid, valid, valid discussion. thing as well. But yeah. I mean, just when, when it comes to like, being able to achieve like a semblance of, of you know, whatever middle class success or beyond right. for writing in TV, it's like that, um, that brass ring has sort of disappeared, right? Um, and you know, I made the mistake of going back and looking through my residual earning statements, uh, last week, um, which you can do, and um, you know, I was able to see that, you know, to you know. With 20 years of writing in TV, my second year writing as a WGA member, I made twice as much money as I made last year in residuals. Right. Oh, my and God. And at the time, I had written two and a half episodes of television, and my super fan, Chris Miller, can do the math on it, but I imagine I've written, you know, 70 episodes and produced like 350 now, and I've made half the money in... A year over year, and that's we're not talking about inflation. That's those are absolute numbers. Right, right. So like when you start to crunch that stuff, it's like, it's that's insane. It's insane. Like that's. I mean, um, is there any way to measure eyeballs? Well, I mean, well, what do you mean? 
Because there is, but it's secret. They're secret. Yeah, I mean, there were Nielsen eyeballs, which hopefully those numbers were correct, although who who knows? But, you know, uh, I mean, when things... This is, like, super wonky, if you guys care to hear it, but, like, when an episode ran on network TV, traditionally you got the full freight of your script fee, um, which can be very generous. Right. So Uh, 40 grand you to write a script. That that would be guild minimum, like at the time, 44,000. Everybody gets paid. Nobody gets overscale for scripts. Um, So, you know, every time it runs, boom. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, at the time, 40 grand was what it took to live in LA roughly for a year when you're a fancy free fella like like we were. Single fella living in a, with roommates or whatever. Yeah. So that seemed like impossible riches. You know, at the time, um, and now those numbers uh, are, are, you know, streaming metrics and all kinds of murky, murky um, so, accounting. So you get these. You know, you used to get like a very thin stack of paper, probably one sheet with a couple line items that were all substantial. Now you get big fat. You get big fat, and you go to the end, and you're like, "That's it. That's the check." I mean, I'm sure you see this with with SAG, um, you guys, and you know, yeah. it, it's pen, it's pennies from. Uh, crazy. Yeah, I, I have a, several checks for seven cents that I haven't taken to the bank yet. Right, they're too heavy. Well, and I mean, especially yeah. when they spent uh, how much is a post? Postage. You could just yeah, yeah. You, yeah. No, it's you really lost dumb. money on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sag. Yeah. yeah, no Warner Brothers or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what you want are like more. Um, a return to the residual, like I mean, that that would be wonderful. Streaming residuals would be great. Um, and then the other, you know, great change has been, you know, when I st- started TV writing, you do twenty two episodes a season. Uh, our compensation is based on episodic quotes. So right. you know, if you make ten grand an episode, you make two hundred twenty grand. That was wonderful, in in a year. And um, now. With streaming and, and cable, you might, you know, this past year I did nine episodes. Right. A, lo- a lot of people do six. They do eight. And those six or eight episodes, right. instead of taking 12 months, can take 18 months. They can take 24 months. Uh, so you can see that it can go, you can get into this, uh, you know. Okay. Now, so looking at it from just a, another side, mm-hmm. and and I am very pro-union. Like I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Okay. So... Um, I would say that shorter seasons are better shows. Okay. Um, I'm really, really big on Happy Valley right now. And I know UK, in the UK, they don't pay writers nearly as much, right? I'm guessing. Um, hmm, I don't know. Um, but but uh, I've never met a British person. Ever. It's so no. weird. Really? It's so weird. Well, he's from Virginia. No. He's, oh. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Arthur mm. Darville, actually, he was maybe. Oh, but he put an accent on. He's actually yeah, from, faking it. Yeah, he's West from, Virginia. Yeah, oh, actually, he's from North Carolina. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, there, there's yeah, like yeah. So and then also, um, there's so you're saying TV's gotten better, better the when they're shorter. When the when the shows are shorter, right? Like I don't like this show is a six episode run. I'm on. I just finished ep- episode three of season three last night. Can't wait for season, episode four. Like I've never been like so. Okay, in, in rest. that's fine. We can and you sure. can make a tighter story. Sure, you're not trying to stretch it out for. I don't think episodes. any writers are saying like I want to do more episodes. Writers are saying we're happy to do fewer episodes. We're happy to spend more time doing right. them. 
What we're not happy doing are like mini rooms, which we can put a pin in that okay, if you so, want to get back to it later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to that later. Uh, we're not happy of having like writing staff span out. I'm not sure this is also a wonky idea. No, 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 get wonky, totally. Wonky is when uh, it means just like uh, as a showrunner, you have a discrete budget and, uh, you know, writers who write episodes normally get to produce them, follow right. them through. Michael Schur has been editorial. very vocal about this. Yes, yeah. yeah. from, from soup to nuts. Yeah, um, and, and the, because they're the ones who carry the, the creative torch. voice. Yeah, the, the, the showrunners of tomorrow. Right. And they... Yeah ideally know all the aspects of production right but if you have this discrete budget that's getting constrained they people span out and usually now it's customary at the end of the show the last people left are the showrunners shut up dog hey yeah so you know it just means that by the end the showrunner showrunners go down go down with the ship all their writers cease to be paid because they don't want to pay them that money. Okay. And so you, you know, again, it's, so nobody learns how to do the aspects of the craft beyond breaking story and writing story. Right, right. Um. So, you know, I mean, look, it, it. That's co- totally valid. Yeah, it, it, it. On the. Yeah, I mean, there are a million places to save money with anything and creative endeavors are, are no different. It's right. just strange to me that you go to like the beating heart of the organism. Right. And that you always, you go, you go the, after people, you in, know. In TV, the creatives are, the creative heart of a TV show is the right are the writers. They are. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, um, it, 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 it's crazy to me that, I mean, writers are happy to look for savings elsewhere but it's just it's strange that human beings are always the targets it's just okay this is like a, a bit of a t- tangent but no, it no, seemed to me it. the birth of the digital age you know because we were all here for that in the 90s was like you know when you were all your to, classmates got super rich yeah yeah you yeah, wanted yeah. to make uh, a short film in the 90s oh my god we have to buy 35 film. millimeter film we have to get like a we have to edit. We have to, you know. Again, it was all labor intensive, material intention intensive, and then you know the the promise of the digital age was like everything is going to be free. A little girl in Peoria is going to make the next Citizen Kane. You know, yeah, with on a video camera. And you know? and um, you know, again, it just seems like instead of like coming up with creative ways of telling stories, which again, the best stories do have monetary constraints put on them i think like wonderful things come out of being like you have a finite amount of money you guys with you know local theater like you know that better than anybody it's like it's wonderful to have a gun to your head that yeah yeah but when they pull the trigger that's to your head it's like it's again that that doesn't serve anybody it's like why would you come after like and again this is like making creative sound more important than they are but like all of these companies that have have merged together because of terrible, you know, uh, really shitty deals, like really if, terrible like things. If Disney spends however many billions of dollars on on Fox, then like, what do they get out of that? I mean, would, they, get, uh, what, they get to make an X Men movie. Would you Discovery know? buy eats a company larger than it was? Yeah, and now has fifty billion dollars in debt. Like it's. Bad, bad business. Right. And the only way out of that is to cut costs. And the first thing you do when you cut costs is you look for human beings and you go after the human beings who and are actually you your golden goose. The only their hearts. Well, I mean, they're the only people who can like 
get you out of this hole are the people who create the uh Okay. coveted IP like where's the next Star Wars going to come from like, where's but, the next Marvel right. universe going to come from but streaming has created so many outlets for content right there's so many shows out there Ugh. and um, <clears throat> and also ad revenue has dried up because uh, you know companies have a finite amount of of um, ad uh, ad budgets and yeah. then now like Oh, people are not watching TV as much. Then we'll, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, TikTok. Let's go to YouTube. Let's go to Instagram. So that is less. Yeah, but none of these streamers are ad supported primarily. They're subscription based, right? And the problem I'm going to talk a little smack about Netflix. Yeah, is Netflix created this model which in its origins was the red envelopes that we all subscribe to. Mm -hmm. And then it was on death's door and almost, and then it had this incredible resurrection, which I'm sure business schools everywhere teach as, uh, you know, it was incredible but to they, come up. But they were spending money that they weren't making. Mm, originally, they weren't even doing that. They were taking content from other people. Right, right, right. And that was the heyday of Netflix where they borrowed content Everybody subscribed for nine ninety nine or seven ninety nine or whatever it was, and then you know everybody else realized that the future was going to be streaming, and then that's when they got into the the walled garden model where everybody wanted their own streamer, right? And it became this very like cold, Paramount Plus, Peacock, sure, which know, was like a cold Apple TV a Plus, Cold War mentality, which was like winner take all a balkanization of content. Yeah, and it's just like it was the whoever could outspend their adversaries into the ground would be the last company right. standing. So, and they, so they were spending more money than they had because they were trying to outlast the others. Yes, but then they picked a fight with companies like Apple and Amazon who had essentially Didn't give a shit. endless. They're, They're like, just, we're it. just doing this as a little yeah, yeah. geeky side This hustle. is like our, our CEO's like, you yeah. know, little fart. He wants like, to have fart some pretty people on his yacht yeah, or on whatever. His, yeah. yeah. And, um, and fart, then... Fart hobby or yacht? What was, what was funny about it's that? It's just funny, you guys, just not even quite finishing what you're saying. Just going, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha, you, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, everybody realized that Netflix had led everybody down a uh, a bit of a dead end, and, and now everybody's was, tried to it, retract. It felt, it felt like, uh, it was like, come down this dark alley with yeah. me. Come, come with me, everybody's here. Okay, ha-ha! Yeah. I have no plan either. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. But you're going to die, too. You're so, going to die. <laughs> So when you talk about the, the mini rooms, what is that? Oh, God. So a mini room was somebody's wonderful idea of just putting a cute Wait, let, let's diminutive. Name that person. Let's name that person. I don't know. Jerry. Let's just give him a name. Jerry. Fucking Jerry. Fucking Jerry. He was... God damn it. Dick. Came up You're with just dick, getting Jerry. a little diminutive. If you call it mini, it's just like a trifle. You know why? Because Jerry has a small dick. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. was a race car driver. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and... uh and so the idea was, instead of getting a regular room or, God forbid, a maxi room, you got a mini room. So uh, um, a, a yeah. standard, on, when you were on Chuck, how big was the writer's room? Uh, eight that? to ten writers. Eight to ten writers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that that's standard. A room. That's a room. That's a room. Uh, that's what John would call a rum. A rum? Yeah. <laughs> it's a New England thing. <laughs> yeah. So you'd have a, a writer's room. <clears throat> Sounded fine to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it does sound fine, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with me saying rum. <laughs> God. Yeah. And then, a, you know, a mini room was a way. Oh, 
Uh, oh, it <laughs> uh, was so hard for you to say. Mini, I saw you like trying to form your lips. Big jerk. No man. Um, yeah, you just you pay people traditionally guild minimum, regardless of their title or their quote, to come in, and um, the uh, presumption is like, let's just kick a few ideas around, yeah. guys. It's not a real room; it's just a mini room. It's oh, it's just at the beginning of the creative process because everybody works in creative enterprises. The beginning is not really important, but do you right? Feel like the you know, <laughs> it it's hardly matters when you when you start a sculpture. You know, when you right, start right, right. chiseling. When David was chiseled, you can basically fuck around. I mean, and yeah, yeah, Carl, hack away at the Marvel. Carl Reiner basically wrote every episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so mini room is just they pay everybody less. They pay everybody as to come up the with least the, amount of money that you can possibly pay those for the people shortest amount of time, for the shortest amount of time, for the smallest number of people. And usually, you don't accomplish as much as you would with a regular room. Really? Of okay. course not. And then, yeah. and then, when you have an actual room, you're like, "Well, we've run out of money because that mini room uh, was expensive." And you're like, "Well, who, who wanted that?" Um, right. Yeah. So, are okay. these companies making money? Yes, of course. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they hit they, they, they hit their apex of earnings, uh, as you might imagine, during the the pandemic when nobody had anything other right. to do than to watch things on screens. I mean, um, it, it, it's kind of like when the, the, in California they were like, oh, when they first settled California, that the not the the natives uh, uh, from Central America. Yeah. But uh, the Europeans came in. They're like, oh, it's a lush, wonderful place. And they just happened to be here when it was really, you know, they got super rainy. Right. And then all of a sudden everything dried up. Right. You know. Right. I mean, uh, the Writers Guild did have a chance to negotiate during the pandemic. I could be making this all up, but in my mind, this is true. Okay. And I th- believe um, we passed on that opportunity you, yeah. because we're hopefully decent people who didn't want to do that during the pandemic right, oh, right, 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 and right. that's when really? like profits were like bonanza oh, right, right, right. and we that's could they bad. could have been like whatever i mean and, and you know the numbers that we're actually asking for as a union are fairly trivial um I, the number that gets thrown around is like two percent which um you know and the number with apple today there was a big uh uh, movement of the guild against Apple saying that we just need like $37 million from Apple to like rectify our demands. And you're like, Apple is a $3 trillion, $3 trillion $37 yeah. million dollars every couple hours. Yeah, just they're like, the you want that? time that we've that? talked about this, uh, they've really made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably exactly. have. For sure. Yeah, netted, you know, yeah. post tax, yeah. if they pay taxes. No, I know. think you're exaggerating. Yeah. And I'm, they don't pay taxes. No, that's what you, I just said. Yeah, I just, that's yeah. crazy. The thing is, yeah. honestly, I think yeah. in terms of revenue, they probably made $37 million really in the time we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't think they've made profit. So I'm saying in reality, oh, $37 sorry. Oh, million. Oh, thanks, for, thanks no. for putting me in my place there, John. Uh, yeah. So what about this? Do you care about AI? Uh, next strike, I'll care about it more. If I were an actor, I'd care about it a lot now, uh, but be, because of, but I'm you know I'm a fifty fifty God I said fifty I'm a thirty five year old writer forty nine yeah Marty Jesus Christ I know 
It happens to us all. All right. I got to organize something. So, yeah, we're going to have a blowout. All right. Come January. I hope the strike's over. It's like, hey, it's a potluck. Everybody bring chili. (laughs) Chili and hooch. I love chili and hooch. Yeah. Back at my tree. That's all we ate and drank. (laughs) At the porn. Let's all meet at the porn Porn stash. (laughs) (laughs) Porn tree for chili and hooch. So, um, yeah. isn't that a movie with Tom Hanks? And the yeah, dog? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so heartwarming. It's so, so beautiful. Uh, so, like the one of the demands from from the guild is like, yeah, they don't want they want they don't want uh, these companies using AI. Well, it's not explicit. I think the defense against that is there's a minimum room size, which to me sounded like a. a Slightly bizarre and arbitrary demand until you realize that was a defense against trying to. I mean, isn't that like John Henry like fighting against the esteem? I don't know. Like, I just, can I just say that, that you were right? Oh, it was it was profit. Oh, sorry, I, I was just talking. About I was ass, wondering so. what you're doing on your phone. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. so much no, better that they, it was they work. Make, they make ten million dollars uh, an hour wow. in profit. Fuck them, man. That's crazy. And you wanted how much? Thirty-seven million. I think so. Yeah. Just that's this... insane. Sorry, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But what if we there's to... wait? What if there's a leap year? That's like an extra twenty-four we, hours, we, right? Wait, it's please come on, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Quarter, quarter of a billion dollars a oh day. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I think you just, what you should do is just forget about the strike and go look in the couch cushions at Apple. Yeah. So, oh my god, would you ever put in your seventy? screen uh, your scripts into a, 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 a you know language learning model and just like be like well they're gonna pay me you know uh would i do that to see what it could cook up yeah that's a level of sophistication that i i was trying to i you know, tried have your, to have your son i spent an have hour sons do it. i spent an hour trying to find the stranger things font to make a, a sign for netflix today and i couldn't do it oh man so you if i could call me i would have i know we do it now yeah okay yeah. cool thank yeah. you I've got uh, to, I okay got, we're, we're all done tonight uh we gotta <laughs> i gotta make this sign for uh yeah because i, I mean i feel like you know, I I watched I watched Ant Man three, whatever it's called, Quantumania. Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah. it it just felt like it was made by an AI, except it? It worse. You know, like, it just was not good. Um, was it? It, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't awful, but, but it really felt like it was I, I feel by like, the numbers and could have been better. Yeah, and I feel like you know, if you're Marvel, like you're like we spent six million dollars in screenwriting on that, like. We could have just like you know we got a big ass library of stuff. We can do all these funny quips. Why are you talking so we can't hear you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who who you're afraid is listening? And well, because I'm getting I'm too old for you to talk. The writer's guild. The writer's guild has the writer's guild has ears. If you put on your fucking headphones, you'd be able to hear me. I don't. They really think so. (laughs) I really don't. I have a podcast question yeah. yeah does anybody ever use the bathroom in a podcast yeah I, yeah I've done it marty I've done does it all three the time. times like he asked me a question oh my it's god really simple and then he walks away yeah okay. and I so what'd you have for okay. lunch today ask me a question okay go ahead what'd you have for lunch today phil no 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 no. you're supposed to ask ask a, a question no bye phil go go to the bathroom phil ai good or bad by the way oh it's, good it's, it's good wa- we're it's done warmed no no we're done use the bidet
It's it, uh, that's, uh, he's gonna he's in for a treat. I'm sure he's been here before. He's never been here before, you know. He's never he's no, never been here before. Never been, uh, oh you know, my god, he's uh, never coming back. I, I married Mar- Mar- I Mar- married him and his wife, um, and and he's never been here before. It's weird. It's oh weird. really? Because it went tits up when when I performed the ceremony. Oh, you did a very bad job. Uh, no, they didn't say the vows the way I wanted them to say it. So and then what I, happened? I made them pay. You made them pay? Yes. How did you make them pay, Marty, you crazy oh, motherfucker? Go on YouTube, yo. Oh, dear yeah. God. Okay, so Phil, what do you think about that? Um, Phil's not here. What? Phil, Phil's not here. Be Phil. Phil. Be Phil. Well, um, I think it's terrible. <laughs> and writer's room is a, a good uh, place. John, it's a good place to John, die. That's, what? That, that's it? That's what? That's what it? do you mean that? That was my Phil. Yeah, uh, he doesn't th- have that, a very distinctive um, um, uh, range uh, of storytelling. No, it's not bad. It's just I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I can't do a. I can't do my Phil impression because he's. Uh, I mean, he's lost his Virginia I mean, accent. If 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 that even exists, I mean, Virginia is basically a northern state. Doesn't you know? Like not okay. like not like uh, oh a Baltimore. If you were if you were Kevin Feige, if I was Kevin Feige, yes. If you were, if Kevin, I was, yes. if you were, I can't wait. Uh, wouldn't you be like, oh, I've got this great idea? Wouldn't you just put all your screenplays into like an engine and be like, uh, and then have an AI engine and be like, here are the plot points I need. Give me a script, and then just pay a writer to to polish it for for you know two weeks. Uh no, I I wouldn't do that. I but I would I would do that, but I wouldn't pay a writer to polish it for two weeks. I would do that because then you might come up with a whole bunch of new ideas, and you have a gigantic uh, library of AI film. Yeah, I, I don't think that you can. I think you can actually use AI to come up to to generate a bunch of things that would be you know a good starting point for a uh, brainstorming, and some, might come up with stuff that you wouldn't have thought of. But I, I don't think it can finish things. I don't think it can. You know, I think you have to hire somebody to make it good because well, that's, I think what, that's making, what the two week polish was for. The two, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It takes longer to polish something than two weeks, and polishing is actually basically writing. Rewrite, rewriting is writing. Writing, rewriting is writing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Rewriting. I think Hemingway said that, or somebody good. I think you said that first just now. Yeah, this is and the then guy, he ripped me off. Yeah, exactly. This is the, the guy past. who mm-hmm. meant who invented instant films, which was just like write in, like write something overnight. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which we were. Phil was the cinematographer on the very first mm-hmm. uh, one, the Fast and Loose video. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the yeah. one uh, that was incredibly ambitious that you did? Yes, it Where, was the seventeen-minute one with Ahmed Best. Best. Yeah. yeah. God, that was great. It, it was, was so much great. fun. Yeah. yeah. How did you guys do that? Well, Phil was standing on the roof of my old house. You guys had like we, eighteen different locations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Like, it was we, great. We should watch it again. We should watch it's, that. It's it so good. really is amazing i couldn't believe it i i did one I, I the one i did i was like okay everybody stand uh against that sofa and we'll shoot it like that okay close up close up close up okay we're done, we're done. <laughs> <And> yeah. then, <laughs> but that said scott stein could have used for some rewriting you know you, you, Scott Stein wrote yours, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He actually, did. He, it was really, it was interesting. You know? It was it, very interesting. Yeah. It was so weird and really good, and yeah. you, you should totally watch it again. Yeah. And, and it, the he, thing is, is that the thing that I couldn't believe when I was watching it was you can watch it 17 on YouTube. minutes. You shot it all, you, you basically could start shooting around 10 at the latest. Yeah. I mean, at the earliest, right? And you shot the entire thing during the day. 
Right. And yeah. we, we just went like we, there was a gas station. Like, the, like Scott, I tried to honor every, everything he did. Like yeah. gas station. We found a gas station that was defunct. Uh-huh. And we just like put, you know, uh, Kara Severson, Severson in there. And she was in our thing. And, and it was like so much fun. Yeah. And we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, and then and Dan Dan Etheridge was in it, yeah. and we buried him. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I really, I really, when I was watching your, that film, I was like, "How did they do all of that yeah. shit yeah. yesterday?" Yeah. So, what do you need writers for? <laughs> 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 Win. No. Um, yeah. yeah, it was not a great. Sh- How come you didn't write? I didn't know you weren't a writer. What I wanted then? to do you, then? Yeah. yeah, you were just an assistant then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a very different scary time. to write. Yeah, it is scary to it's write. Terrifying. Uh, uh, well, th- this gets into some questions we have. So, um, Peter WG writes, and he's one of our our, our OG listeners. He said, huh. "Thanks, Phil, for gracing Nooner with your input slash work. Big fan of a lot of the projects you've worked on, a lot of and written on a lot of. <laughs> actually, he did say some." He's not <laughs> you a lot were of, editing. I, I was. I was trying fly. to boost you up. Um, second, onto the question. No, he didn't yeah. say a lot of. Uh, coming at you in three, he said, uh, "What are the shows that you haven't worked on? Mm-hmm. You hold in high regard for great writing." Oh man, like things that give me panic attacks when I watch them. Like how good they are. Yeah, I had COVID a couple weeks ago. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I got. You were going stir crazy. Yeah, I was going stir crazy, and I. <laughs> Uh, somebody had me watch like Veep's season four. <laughs> Someone had you watch. That, I love that. It's, like, so, it's well, I can't. Thing. I can't watch TV during the day because I feel like a degenerate. Even though you're sick. Was sick. Yes, yeah. I have some strange aversion and you to yeah. watching TV when the sun is up. And right. somebody, well, well, I'll give her a name check. Julia was just like, God just damn it, Julia, watch. Veep, and I was like, "What's?" And I, I, I seen Veep before, but yeah. I just sat there in my bed, watched seasons four and five, and oh my god! I've only seen seasons one through two. Oh my god! It's, it is so funny. It was delightful. I love that. I love, um, I love the great. Oh my god! Oh, I've been I, I, man. Can't, I can't I, watch enough of that. Yeah. And, and then there's some shows whose premises are so good that I hate them, and then I'll never watch them. Like when I heard that. Uh, our flag means death or whatever. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. Fuck. I haven't seen that, but so I either. Fuck, fuck I want to do it. Yeah. I wish that was mine. I want to yeah, go yeah. back in time and do a silly pirate show. Yeah. But it's too yeah. late. It's it's out there. Well, I read I read a, a, a biography or yeah, biography of, of Catherine the Great. And it's Oh, I did too. It's not No. Yeah, it's not accurate, but it's not inaccurate. No. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's the way but, that's the way it's no, I read the same bio like when um uh, Peter just played with toys in his bedroom yeah. all day. He was like a true <laughs> oh man God. child. He was, he was really, not a I mean, sexualized. And this no. is Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah, he's so funny. Oh I mean, they're they're it's a great pairing. It's yeah. Great pairing. Oh my God, they're so great. Oh. Al Fanning is amazing, and just the writing is always great. Yeah. So wow. Uh, okay, and but uh-huh. you also wrote your first script, um, your 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 um sample script. Yeah. Six feet under. Yeah. Was was that um, an amazing show for you, or was it just like it was um, it convenient for you? It was the hot thing at the time, uh-huh. and I didn't watch a lot of TV. And it was still like, don't, by the way, still don't. But I remember like 
breaking it down like mathematically. Oh, really? Is and that timing? I timed each scene and each storyline, and I, I tried to figure out like what is television, like how long do each of these like wh- what's the? Can you break the, that down a little bit more? Well, you know, you have your A story, your B story, your C story. Yeah. Uh, usually in television, and then I just, I just. No, but it's about Sawyer, Jack, and the the girl. Wait, what? We're we talking about Six them. Feet Under. I, I, <laughs> I think focus yeah, that on was the white probably pe- all white. Focus as well. on the whitey people. Yeah, of course, it's about a family. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I give Alan Ball a pass. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's the boyfriend of um, the guy who ended up playing Dexter. He was black. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He picked up all the logs. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all the firewood, right? Um, <laughs> those uh, my my friend was a costume designer on on that show, and those guys were both straight, and they had to make out, and it was really hard for them. You know, just inside, just show and me the house is next to my house. Is it, it the 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 funeral home? Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. Show me the paycheck deep. before I make out, and I will happily. I know. Make it's out, just you know. who cares about what gay panic they had back yeah, in the late nineties? Uh, so, I totally make out with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> For free, um, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so but so you you paste out the A, B, and C stories. Yeah, and, and yeah. Did, were you going from a book, or were you just no? Like- I just I tried to break it down into pure math, and then I think I shared it with uh, with Rob. Yes, you my did. prospective boss. Yes. Well, I think even like my rough outline, and he was just like, I actually do this, and so he was like. My boss before he was my boss. Yeah, yeah. He he mentored you. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that I did the things he asked me to do, I guess, gave him the confidence to think that I could continue to do that as an employee. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, and and it's kind of that re- the response that is more interesting than it is the base. Right? Yeah, and like like you were saying, rewriting is is writing. You know. Yeah, I said that. He said writing is well, rewriting. When yeah, you said that, I said rewriting is writing. Phil Phil said writing is rewriting. Okay. And he was well, the first person to say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was I was trying to keep You want to give me credit? No, I was just I trying to keep credit. things rolling. But <laughs> and, you know, John is really good at like just being like, "No. No. I No, I, I'm not, Marty. I, I agree no. with what you're no. saying, but no. you're wrong. No, you're wrong. I'm yeah. not I don't do that. Yeah. Um so just Wait go Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but so that's great. That's yeah. What, that, yeah. So, I, I personally, I would rather imitate another person than find my own voice. Oh, just just like Chat GBT. Uh, so yeah, I'm a you, human AI. Did you watch, <laughs> did you watch the? Uh, did you watch that show, Six Feet Under? Yeah. Did you? Uh, the, how like, about that last episode? Wasn't that great? Oh God, it's been a while. The photos. They, they, they just showed how they all passed away. Because that was the whole thing is that every show started with yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. dying. Oh, my and God. And it just went to the end of yeah, everybody, yeah. all the main characters' lives. It's really, really, really Never good. saw it. It was great. Um, oh, man. One of the best last episodes ever. That's what I hear. Um, but but Marty didn't see it, so we can't talk about it. No, no. I'm happy. <laughs> Please talk about it. I'll just go pee. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I thought he'd never leave. Uh but do do you use that same mathematical formula? No, no. I've got, oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, like, no, yeah. no. A little loosey, loosey goosey these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. You you put some Bollywood in there yeah. if you need to. Yeah. Who wrote the Bollywood songs? <laughs> oh my God, that was uh, Jackie Canino, the woman who wrote it, and Granny Godfrey. Um, yeah, they were. That's they so really. Awesome. That's a great episode. What yeah. episode was season five? Oh, yes. Uh, it, uh, five or six? Five or six? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right, five. Five. Um, 
Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's the thing. I have to admit, right? So I've heard Legends of Tomorrow is fantastic. Oh, that's nice of people. And I haven't watched it. It's I've okay. Been, He's only I've, heard it on this podcast. No, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. it's really great. Yeah. And, uh, and I uh, and I, I think I watched it the uh, the pilot. Yeah. And I thought, oh, there's too many characters. Yeah. And uh, that is a, I mean, to yeah, to, to Damon Lindelof's credit, like. Like you know, you want to be able no, to follow really a through point. You it's know? funny I, when you yeah. when you t- started talking about that. I think back. This is a you know date date uh, age me, but or date me or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Uh, is I don't uh, date you. there was a period of time when during the fe- it was X Men the comic book mm-hmm. the Phoenix Saga was uh-huh. when I picked it up and it was just really about X Men ninety four yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know when it was. It was in the eighties, okay. and it was Jean Grey's story, and it was really great. And it had this. It lasted for like two or three years, and it was wonderful. Yeah. And everybody else sort of had these, their little side stories, and then that ended. Yeah. And it just became a just a big mess because yeah. there's too many people in the team, and there was it was you. It was Kitty, funny. Kitty yeah, Pryde, they but, brought her in. Exactly. No, I love That's it. exactly love when the, the, it's... That's a John Byrne years, oh, like his glory days. Yeah, but the stories were... I was just didn't care anymore. And everybody yeah. everybody had a... You read a, an issue, and then the next issue would be about someone else, and it was just like, it was impossible. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm t- totally have... Now I have something to watch, and I, I didn't know you... Uh, I knew you. I didn't know I knew you. I didn't know I knew the person who was writing it. Yeah, most people into the mic. don't Right into the mic. Get, get, wait, wait, the show, wait, wait. Put so. your mouth into the mic. Oh, most people don't love the beginning of legends but other people do so yeah yeah, yeah. vive la difference yeah, yeah. and uh, uh we did an alien season and and i just went on the internet and discovered that people didn't like that it was a real bummer because like i don't actually like follow nor responses nor and i was just like oh my god we did like a goofy alien season and there was like some collider somebody did a ranking and they're just like that was the worst and it was like it was so rough because you're like that was during pandemic and i was so proud of it and it was supposed to be but there were people who liked it yes so like if you if you listen to that you're going to focus on the negative things and i know it's just going to turn it into that's fan the problem service. with ranking every and that's why you're not something's going to come last that, that's why you're not on twitter anymore right you no know, yeah. no way um have you see? Have I'm you smart because I never got on it. See that's you never. Sylvain, you eventually. That's you would at, suck at Sylvain BBB. Oh, I guess I am on it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, have you seen Happy Valley? You need to see Happy Valley. Okay. It's, is that a is that a sexual thing? It's Happy Valley, or is that something wait, else? Give me a clue. It's an English show. It takes place up in Northern England uh-huh. or the middle of England, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a cop show. It's like couldn't be more simple. But it couldn't. The acting is so fucking good. Can you understand the word they say? No, I have That's the, the subtitles. I, I have yeah, subtitles on. Yeah, my I, son goes to school at York University. It, of York. it does. It's like south of York where it takes place. Yeah. Does he have an accent yet? No, he doesn't, which is really surprising. But um, He's we go there against it. And, it, and there's people are apparently they're speaking English. But you yeah. Oh my god. And they like they, they pluralize verbs in a v- yeah. They use different words for things, yeah, and then they have those weird like idioms, as well as having an accent that is just unintelligible. Yeah, but it is such a good show. Okay. I, I, I really like. Okay. It. It's really good. Um, Peter has two more questions. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, no, who was your favorite character or actor to write for on Legends? Oh, like he's and you know what? Yeah. They all listen. They all listen. They they send us so many emails. Like I I block them all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Brandon, 
Sorry, just like lay it. Like, just be cool. Be cool, Brandon. Character. I did really like writing his character. Why? Yeah, I mean, he's just he, like, so he played Adam. Yeah, he was Ray Hang, Palmer. Ray Palmer. He's Palmer, like Ray just Palmer, a yeah. tappy-go-lucky Boy Scout, which I hear. I heard his voice very clearly. And then there was a uh, Ava Sharp, who Jess McCallan played, who was just sort of like a Type A. I thought that very, you know, she was like the showrunner, and so she was like uptight and organized, and like I don't know, I just had good, good tension. Yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could, I could get to the bit, but you know, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you could write yeah. for the white guy, you know, and woman. No, totally being a dick. No, but that's like that's so fun that you, yeah. you found like the little your your happy place, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean they're they they they're wonderful. I mean that's the great thing about having performers who are talented. They're yeah indelible, and they all you have to you know again you hear them doing their thing, and then you hear them in your head, and that's that's really what makes it fun to do is when you know and you can imagine like, them doing the lines. And he seemed like a really game guy. Oh yeah, you know he's yeah. just like fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something wonderful about Brandon because you know again he's like six foot twelve, and you know he's Superman. And, uh, yeah. you know, he has insides that don't, you know, again, normally people who look like that don't, don't. have anything going on on the inside right, that's right. interesting at all. But he yeah. was, you know, willing to embrace like quirkiness and, like, and he, sensitivity and insecurity and all kinds of human things. And I, there's something delightful about seeing this Adonis who's not doing, look, nothing against Superman, but like I couldn't for the life of me come up with something for superman to say because i don't right. i don't but you don't want to do that no you know? not at all but That's like a, he's yeah. a terrible character. i mean and yeah. speaking, <laughs> speaking of x-men like brand uh, uh what's his name james marsden yeah who played cyclops another like, terrible character you, you look at in x-men he's the dullest character yeah. but he's the funniest actor when yeah. he, in, in, in yeah. party down he's like so oh my god a jury funny. duty oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jury, like jury duty it's crazy like, it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. No, so it's cyclops superman Mr. Fantastic, and uh, that's that's they're all terrible. Yeah, yeah. Krasinski's a shitty actor. You know? No, it's I mean it's not it has it's the, the foundation of <laughs> no, them is I, boring I, for I, some I, reason. I know your point. I know. Yeah, yeah. I um and then given so this is Peter's last question. Mm -hmm. Given uh, that it's your profession, do you ever write for you? No. Or have a personal project you're working on? Never. Okay. No. That's. 99% of everybody's job. So it's like, it's what? like nobody gets to, nobody makes a burger for me, you know, like when they're. Oh, who cuts the barber's hair kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. It's like, when they, well, yeah. not even who but cuts. It's like, I'm not cutting, uh, I'm not cutting my, you know, my a magnum opus, you yeah. know, I'm just cutting hair. I like to cut hair. Yeah. But this isn't like the thing that defines this haircut doesn't define me. Yeah. Like, you know, you edit a bunch of like I knew I knew if I looked over to John, he'd be having like these slitted eyes, like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You you cut videos, you yeah. do things. Do they are they for you? Or do you just do it because you like the act of doing it? I'm not sure. Uh what do you mean? Like, do I? I've edited videos for myself. I have no. Just your for work. Myself. Your paid work. Did my paid work? I haven't done paid work for myself. I'm, I don't understand your question, Marty. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you get my question? 
I mean, you're asking like, am I one of those people who like, I got to write today because there's something in me that's got to get out. Right, right. And, and if I'm, I don't and, do this, I'm going to die. Right, and we're not going to film this thing unless it's the way I wrote it. So suck it, CW. This is how it is. Oh, well, maybe I don't understand the question either. Okay, he says, given that it's your pres- profession, do you ever write for you mm-hmm. or have a personal project that you're working on? So those are yeah. two questions. So. Do you ever write for you? Always, of course. Yes, okay. I'm only entertaining myself. That's oh, really? the only reason. Okay. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, okay. I don't think of any other person when I'm writing other than making myself giggle. I'm, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but like, and I need a gun to my head, and not to use that metaphor twice makes it seem like I'm going to the dark place. But um, wow. Uh, you just heard him earlier maybe, and today. maybe you know just professionally you should try and find another metaphor just you know, you know challenge as, yourself. as a writer <laughs> as a writer <laughs> I know you're on strike right now so maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. AI, just what is AI he's not, AI. He's not allowed to he is not allowed to um, it <laughs> says to your CPU <laughs> he, he walked in here with five maybe you gotta pull your plug on <laughs> yeah he, he, he had five cliched metaphors that he's yeah. allowed to use yeah, that's and right. that's, that's, that's all he can do that's yeah. I don't um, know. I, it, it helps for me to have a deadline and a person who is going to fire me and tarnish my professional reputation if I don't fulfill those duties. I right. can't do anything for myself. But ever. you're working within those constraints, though. Yeah. Right. The constraints of the the person who's writing signing your check. They they like they're like we want these characters to do something, give us something. Mm-hmm. So you can't like all of a sudden just write willy nilly, you know, and kill off characters. And oh, I mean, we got a lot of latitude, but you know, it's more of just the, you know, again, you have eight days to make um, an episode of network TV, and and but those are the constraints without that, you, that drumbeat. I can't move. But and but those are also the constraints that you like. Yes, you were and I love it. Yeah, it's and, the best. And for me, you know, I don't write interesting things. Uh, there to me, and I yeah. love those constraints. Uh-huh. You know, because it's like, how do I make this interesting? How to make this? Uh, and so it's not so much that I'm writing to um, the great American novel. Right. I, I guess that's it. That's but, it. Right? I mean, I don't know if you get a text from somebody. Don't you spend a lot of time trying to like get it right? Fuck yeah, I spent especially a lo- with I, that, you. Yeah, when I said. Let me say when I said. Okay, don't. Fine, come on over. I'm not supposed to be writing. Yeah, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I, of course, I obsess about everything because you want to be the most witty. You want to blow somebody's oh mind. You want I to say something. I do that in Slack all yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm just like, edit. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. I got off social media because I could not deal. With the pressure of having to be the smartest, the most clever, I the most. I always want to be that. Yeah. I always want to be and that. And we secretly know we are, right? I mean, everybody well, knows. I mean, that you know I'm you a little are. smarter than you. <laughs> you know? I mean, and that's. So you want to win the internet, is what you want. You want to win. No, I, I want to win the room. You want, yeah. I want to win wherever I am. Yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. Of course. You want to go and be the belle of the ball. Yeah. And, um, and the problem is, you should just. Go to smaller parties. The internet's too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just go to. I mean, we got the three of you guys, and we got Marty. He was in the bathroom. So yeah, we can Marty's peeing. Both right agree now. that we're we, funnier we're, than we're him. Gonna, we're just gonna talk shit about Marty right we're now. We're funnier than him. So it's you and me in a death match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that I mean, I, I think it's true. Uh, I write mostly for myself. I'm writing projects that are. Um, I want to see them out in the world. I've written some 
novels that I self-published, and I have this really great idea for it. It started out as a TV show idea, but it's just too good to... Uh-huh. And it, it, it's a, it's a uh, historical fiction, uh-huh. really epic, and uh, it's about um, Genghis Khan uh-huh. and Robin Hood teaming up together uh-huh. and searching for the Holy Grail okay. across like five continents. Okay. And I have the whole thing plotted out. Uh-huh. But it's like it's like a you know eighty million dollar an episode yeah. uh, thing, and I'm not. It, no one's going to make it unless it already has a, an audience. So I'm going to turn it into novels and stuff. So, well, but the d- thing here's is, a dumb question. Well, let me let me say okay. this to to what your point yeah. is. That, I, I you know it, if I don't have a reason yeah. to write or I have a deadline, like I have a writers group, yeah. and I we meet month to month. I meet, I get notes, and I say, oh okay, and then I get a, a thing. Writing is due next week. Yeah. So I take two weeks off every week. <laughs> and then I'm like, I have to write for next week. And then I write, and we turn it in. We have a week to, to read it. So I really write for a week. Yeah. And that's it, because I have a deadline. I think that's true of everybody. Yeah. I think I, well, I, I, yeah. you have to have somebody. Constraints, like, yeah. kicks in the butt, whatever it takes. Otherwise, you know what? You know, what is, you're not going to die if you don't write. Right. But there are some people... Who it's natural for them to write? Well, I think that and they have no weirdos. They're yeah, weirdos. That's true. I don't want to be friends with. Like but I think Stephen King. Yeah, those Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. But I, they have they have schedules. They have. Did you ever hear the story of? Uh, I think it was Victor Hugo, who uh, had his wife lock him in, in a room that had nothing but paper and a pen, like for six hours. Oh right? yeah, yeah. There, there's the um, Robert Town. I guess um, he when he was working for um, uh, Roger Corman. Uh-huh. You know. Apparently, Roger Corman locked him in a room and would give him sandwiches under the door. You know, I mean, the apocryphal stories. I have yeah. no idea if they're true, but but well, that's, given, given the movie that that probably did happen, Bloody Mama, and it, and it, or and it probably did. was yeah. for twelve hours. Yeah, and then they made the movie that he wrote. Yeah, just, yeah. From there, that day later on, <laughs> and it was better than most movies, I'm sure, too. Well, yeah, yeah. Robert Town. Um, Peter has a bonus question. Any. Embar- good, embarrassing Marty stories. Yeah. Oh my God. I uh, mean, I mean, you guys have seen me nude. I think you b- both have seen me nude. I haven't. Mm. Yes, I like to. I think mm. you did. Well, uh, let's just make sure that. Can I? You do it now. Um, you don't want to see me now. It was embarrassing. In, you know, Marty I saw stories. you nude on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me I, and yeah, I, I saw that. Penis. Yeah, me and Dave Holcomb. He he convinced me to get nude on stage. Oh, I th- I was thinking about the play. I didn't see that. Oh. I mean, were you up with Sharon and, and Dave? And yeah, did yeah. you all have sex? And no. That's why there was that I, weird I, thing. I, I, you ne- left before they did? Never. Uh, yeah. God, okay. I can't even I can't days. even choose an embarrassing Marty story. There's so many good I ones. I can't believe I just said that when you mentioned the guy's last name when he's happily married. <laughs> uh, um, oh. Oh. I can't believe I said that now, so now people are going to actually listen to this podcast. Jesus Christ. I'm just a terrible person. Um, um, what what story do you want, Marty? No, I don't I don't care. I've got nothing to hide. Like, you've seen me at my worst, you know? No, I've seen you at just your <laughs> shining brightest. But, I mean, oh, God, where do you even begin? Um... I mean, we thought you had narcolepsy for a long time. Oh, yeah. That was just um, because I was very sleep deprived and then I would drink a lot and then pass out. And we thought there was a gas leak in your house then. We went and we we thought that there was maybe some kind of noxious gas that was not. And I wouldn't even drink that much. Oh, the other thing is like um, Dan 
would have like stoner movie parties Uh and I would have one puff and I would just be out. And then they would like pose me. Yeah, we would pose you a lot. Yeah. Um, Um, Well, you you can think about it. You can come back. Come back. uh, No, I really want to come up with a good one. Yeah, well, that's why you can come back to it. Okay. Um, You can make up one too. That's fine. I, I will accept it as truth either way uh phil uh, so tyson writes in uh, and, okay never mind oh, go go do you remember when i get you those steaks for christmas that, oh yeah, yeah that one year yeah, and, yeah okay so this is a pretty good story so marty lived in this place and it was his little bachelor pad mm-hmm. and marty was a bit of a hoarder at the time so i think he let mail Pile up at his front door. Um, no. Anyway, not quite. Yeah, just let but, me tell the story. Yeah, so okay. yeah, certain, I used to let mail pile, pile up in front of my front at door. At a certain point, Marty stopped using his front door because it was inconvenient, and so Marty snuck in through his little side door, or whatever. And so one Christmas, I, I always did. But we got more. him steaks for Christmas, which at the time was very extravagant. And um, the Omaha got, steaks. Omaha speaking steaks. Of Omaha, speaking, speaking of, of the yeah. Oracle of Omaha. Yeah. And then, you know, December, New Year's came around. And January, I'm like, was why didn't through. Phil he get didn't, me a Christmas No, he present. didn't say, he didn't say thank you for shit. And at a certain point, like, my wife and I were just like, Marty, like, dude, those steaks were like, did, did what do you think? And he was like, what? And, you know. But actually, I never went to my, it's not, it's not that I went, I never what went to the front to door. The they were, they, you know, they came come in these cryovac things, and mm-hmm. they were just like these bloated, like giant things that were in front of my house. Uh, it wasn't me. Wait a minute, they were rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. months. They've been months, months in the front. Months, you, and months in L.A. Oh yeah. my god! But yeah. they were. It's just That's that it was more of a delivery thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was more of a yeah. delivery because thing. In retrospect, I realized. Yeah, that Lori and I to leave it like, at your front door. Our driveway was crazy. Was in the, yeah. It was crazy but, to think that you'd go through your front door. But now, door. <laughs> but but well, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. You're yeah. right. Phil. I mean, that, that mailman is completely unreasonable okay. to think. Now you should have known that you snuck in through your doggy you door. Can specify <laughs> nowadays that like where to put stuff. In in little, you know, when you're doing the address thing. Did you notice the smell at all, or is it no? Just... Because it was cryovacked, John. Yeah. So did it did did it really get bloated though? Uh, uh yeah. Did I mean, you? No, I did didn't you eat the steaks. They were delicious. Morning? It's called it's called dry aging. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. thought it was gross. Was yeah. it gross? You know, dry that's, aging. I I was very in this story. I was very passive. You know. You were very passive, <laughs> and you're congratulating you find, yourself. You finding yourself not that this is not an embarrassing story. Can I can I explain something to you real quick? This is an embarrassing story. Okay, that's the explanation. <laughs> okay, even I, though my mail slot was elsewhere, and uh, you know all that uh, stuff. But it's fine. Okay, the, the, and your response is <laughs> well. But also, the the other thing is okay. because it was facing a very busy street. They hit it. Behind, oh. behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was nothing, there was no like, no, like, hey, your steaks, steaks are hidden behind a bush, uh-huh. you know. So then, so here's the thing. If you, if you and your wife weren't like, hey, you know, we really should have oh. gotten a thank you note for these steaks, they'd still today. be there today. <laughs> Actually, that, that I, I lived in, like, before I moved my into to, to my house, like, 
the <laughs> the last two homes I lived in were demolished. So it was <laughs> after Marty, the wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my god, it stinks. It smells like death. Um, it's funny. I I I realized that I I have been the last owner of like four cars because yeah. I just don't care. And I just drive them till they die. That's the way to do that's, it. That's the way to do it. The way you live. Yeah. Houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Tyson says, uh, my questions for uh, Phil Clemmer are regarding information I found on his Wikipedia page. I've never looked in your... Have you looked in your Wikipedia page? I don't page? know. I'm not responsible for okay, it. No, don't look. Don't look. Okay. Don't look. Don't not look. Looking. I left a Colosina on your table. Oh. Uh, is that what it's called? Look, he's just... A cola okay. what? Colisina. No, no. He. This is going to come up, actually. Oh shit! Uh, Classic <laughs> degree. Yeah, it says. Uh, uh, it says. It says that Indiana Jones was yeah. influ- influential in your majoring in classics in college. Really? Possible. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Possible. Would you mind going into more detail about that, please? Was that just so you could? call things by their latin and greek names in, <laughs> like everyday objects like oh it's a water spot no it's a wow, he didn't say that's that so hurtful <laughs> that's so hurtful it really is yeah go into more detail why well let me i will tell a slightly different story because i'm not sure if that's actually true i might have said that once but i do remember you are you're on a lot of podcasts going this to is gonna s- fuck up your wikipedia page by the way tonight I remember going, my parents um, took us into Washington, D.C. from my hometown in Virginia to see a movie. And What was the movie? It was called Chariots of Fire. <laughs> and we sat there on these wooden back chairs. <laughs> and we watched that movie. It's not a bad movie. There's nothing no, wrong with it. It's boring but as fuck. Theater next to us. I hope this is not. It's the same year, right? I 87, remember, 86, something like that. 85? What was the next door? Yeah. yeah, it was Indiana Jones. It was oh, okay. fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's 80. 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do remember right. coming out of, I think, I, I just remember but coming what, out of a theater the and we were watching like an art house movie and you could like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. you could actually hear like it Yeah, this through. is an exciting film. Oh my God. You're like, fuck this nonsense. And you hadn't seen it yet? And you're like, I want to study that. And you're like, what am I doing watching guys run in slow fucking motion when I can be watching a guy? On the cold gray beaches of England, you know? Oh, watching a guy getting chased by a boulder. Yeah. Yeah. An American. American. Yes. Uh, I love that. But there's nothing classics about. I mean, well, he translates a lot. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like The Last Crusade, and there's confusing uh, the. the, Aramaic. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell, you know, I I teach a class in film, and I tell my students this uh, because in the context it makes sense, but I don't know why I brought up the fact that I teach. But I read this uh, review of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Uh and the guy said, if. Uh, the Nazis hadn't existed, Hollywood would have invented them because they are the perfect bad guys. Wait, yeah. isn't that what stormtroopers are? What? Stormtroopers are Nazis, right? Stormtroopers are Nazis, but the Nazis actually existed. Right, the, right. The, I mean, stormtroopers Stormtroopers are Nazis. Are you yeah. talking about Star Wars stormtroopers? Yeah. Or are you talking about actual oh, no, Nazi no. stormtroopers? Oh. Because that's where oh my the God. name comes They have from. the same name. They have the same oh name. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> not, only, not, only, not only are the Nazis... 
arrogant, they were sure of themselves, and they uh, were cruel to people who were weaker than they were, and they were ultimately evil. Wait, but they dressed in black and had skulls and lightning bolts and, and wolves' heads <laughs> on their on the uniforms. Like, how could they ever think and that they were righteous? Yeah, I know. Their know? main colors are black and red. It's just like, how did they not look and say, I think we're the bad guys here? Yeah. That's my favorite Mitchell and Webb. Do you um, think we're the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. Oh my god, that is so funny. Um, uh, okay, so that's great. I love that. So you um, went to school and studied the classics? I did. How I was did. that? I did. He, How was it? He, yeah. had, he was uh, taught by one of the professors that I knew. Marsh McCall. No, Martin Bloomer. Oh. Wait, Marsh McCall was one of your professors? Oh my god, that guy was the best. Well, because he he ended up writing for like um, oh his dad oh okay, okay. his dad okay. yeah Marsh McCall was the best oh okay. so Marsh McCall ended up doing a lot of uh, comedy comedy but his yeah. dad his he did dad late night comedy and, his dad oh was uh, the Greek uh, oh, the, right. the 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 Where Greek baller at Stanford he was a Stanford, Stanford professor yeah. in classics and this guy was the coolest yeah okay Stanford okay the, oh, the, oh, that's sorry. a hard to believe sentence. The Stanford was, professor classics. of classics yeah. was the coolest. He was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you met his kids, they, they were awesome. Sure. They were all cool. Sure. Yeah. Sure, guy. I totally go. believe you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you like the classics? Yeah. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. There's not a uh, there's not a much of a job market out there. I no. A classic yeah. store? Open up a classic yeah, yeah, store? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, can you imagine, this is also from Tyson, uh-huh. an alternate universe version mm-hmm. of yourself mm-hmm. having been influenced by a different movie, and then, <laughs> I love this, and Yeah, I, I, know, I might know the movie you're, you're going to go with, and in that case, what might you have majored in as yeah. a result of that alternate influence? I don't know if you would have gone to college. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where would airplane lead? Oh, <laughs> I was going to go with Rushmore, you know. Oh, well, that's an interesting... Uh, Rushmore is interesting. You, you are very... You, you're a big Rushmore fan. But, but you know, the story with Rushmore, because we were both working at Propaganda when that came Oh, that, that's up through. next. Yeah. 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 That, I, right? I, I thought that was the worst I wonder if I, I was working there. At, oh, my God. There the were so time. many scripts. I mean... Oh, you were, yeah. I was there for three months. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, did Dan get, did, or did you? I don't remember how oh, I got, no, I actually no. might have gotten it through some other oh. thing. I didn't know you guys, you guys um, were reading for them, right? Yeah, Marty yeah, was, yeah. The, was yeah, the, Yeah, you were an assistant big, there. I was a reader. reader. Yeah. Uh, John and Dan and I, John and Baum, Dan Etheridge and mm-hmm. I were all readers there. Mm-hmm. They ended up with very, very good careers. And I am, um, anyway, you have a great career. I have a great career as a You've podcaster. you got a real job, Marty. Um, yeah, yeah. I have um, to go. Okay. I have to, I have a thing I have to go to. Okay. Um, it's it's nine forty. So if we had started on time, we'd be ten minutes over. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you were ten minutes late too. I oh yeah. So then we started ten minutes after that. Yeah. So we got another ten minutes to go, but I have to leave. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, John. Bye, John. Love you. Bye, bye, everybody. Um. Okay. So uh, th- we're having too much fun. This is, is too good. Um. So. Uh, um, Okay, tell us about um, uh, Rushmore. Well, yeah. Do you remember when it came through the story department? I do. You remember reading the script? 
No, I never read the script. Actually, oh, really? I read being John Malkovich, and yeah. I gave notes on being John Malkovich. You had and, problems with it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I auditioned for being John Malkovich <laughs> and almost got it, Yeah, apparently, uh, because... Who, uh, who were you reading for? In- uh, the guy who is the presenter in the elevator, you know, who's just like, oh, welcome to the third and a half floor, you know? Yeah. And uh, apparently, one of the casting people said, like... Uh, yeah, it was between you and the the other guy, the guy who got it, you know. Um, but I'm sure he was great. Uh, so I mean, not like the Puerto Rican couple should have won. Um, that's a, a Saturday Night Fever reference. Um, <laughs> I've not seen that yeah, one. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine. You, you haven't never seen that movie. I mean, I've seen the bits. Actually, yeah. you should see the movie. Okay, it's so good. Is it? It is fantastic. Okay, it's so good. Um, but uh, anyhow. Like, yeah, like the people that, the directors that were at Propaganda Mm -hmm. are these like really high-minded people with very specific visions. Like you worked for Michelle Gondry, Mm -hmm. which uh, there is a question about that in a bit. Yeah. yeah. I might have to use the bathroom again if there's a bit. No, why don't you use the bathroom now? Can I? Yeah. Can I really? Yeah. I love your bathroom so much. And why? Don't worry about it. tell, Tell people why. You just got a good setup. Yeah, all right. uh, it warms your butt. It warms your butt. So, so Phil uh, started working at Propaganda as an assistant. No, he was an intern there while between his junior and senior year in college. Uh, Phil, John, and I—I I mean, sorry, Dan, John, and I had been there for a few years. Uh, we just would come in and pick up like a stack of scripts, every, you know, every couple of days, and then read them. And write them up, and we, you know, you write these synopses and then analyses, and most of the time, ninety nine percent, literally ninety nine percent of the time, they were not good. And you know what? If I were to to put my own scripts in there, they were not good. You know, they they would have received the same treatment. It's really fucking hard to write a script that captures the eye of of random people. Uh, but every so often they would have, um, they would say, oh, can you give notes on this script from, a, so Propaganda was a, um, we made a lot of music videos, uh, a lot of like, um, like David Fincher was there, uh, Mark Romanek, um, just like all these very big directors in the 90s were there. And so um, they would get scripts in and Mark Romanek, uh, you probably don't know him. He hasn't done a ton of features because he's like kind of a Mark Romanek is a, is a weird dude. Yeah. Uh, but like there was one where it was like Odo Banga. I, th- I think that's what it was. But it was like a it was a black and white silent film that he wanted to do about this um, uh, pygmy uh, from real life who was taken from Africa and then extracted and then shown around the world. Right. And uh, and then I'm supposed to write notes on this. I'm like, fucking don't make this movie. Well, I didn't say that. I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, you could use some development here. Like, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, also, I don't think that at the end of the day, anybody wants to see that. And it's going to be really weird to make that movie. But um, good for him for trying. Anyhow, it... it Writing coverage is a very weird process. Like the yeah. whole development process is weird because it's a it's a product 
and not everybody is Wes Anderson. Not everybody is David Fincher. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I also remember you had to sort of like know the pedigree yes. of the person. And there were projects that just had heat on them. Yes. And people would go insane for like when Boondock Saints came through. Oh, and I didn't, there was I like didn't a, cover that one. Bidding war, and yeah. you know, you'd be an idiot to to say that it was anything short of. Uh, and who was the guy who wrote the Mexican? Uh, uh, Gore Verbinski, or he directed it, right? Did he? Yeah, yeah. but who, who, I, I forget who did it. I just remember there were some scripts that came through, and there was like, I'm really not saying whether they were good or bad, but there was just like this madness. Yeah, that went across the town, and it became this. Um, you know, we get in those bidding war situations. Yeah. And and I remember I did not take the trouble of looking at uh, watching Bottle Rocket when Rushmore came through. So I did not oh, understand. I loved Bottle Rocket. It would yeah. have helped to understand like what Wes Anderson's, whatever his aesthetic was. Because when you read it on the page, you're like, this guy's really obsessed with scene direction. And he wrote a story that, seems yeah. to be about a teacher who's having an affair with a student and a love triangle with a parent, which is just like... It, Taboo and of, weird and yeah, creepy. and Yeah, it just didn't... Yeah. You, you didn't... But you love the end result. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, I read a, the wrong story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And But that's because he's somebody who wasn't writing for you. For me, no. He was writing for a blueprint for himself. Yeah, you know. absolutely. And, you know, and that's good and bad. Like, I don't know if I want to see Asteroid City, you know. You're going to watch it, though. Uh, yeah, I probably will. You're going to watch probably it. Will. Yeah. And I might love it. I hope I love it. I want to love every movie I see. That's the thing. Yeah, you know? that's great, Marty. That's, yeah. yeah. Except for your shows. but yeah. <laughs> well, you don't uh, watch them, so you're safe. Oh, yeah. Hey! <laughs> um, do you... Okay, so... Tyson wants to know what it was like to... So you were Michelle Gondry's assistant for like a year? Maybe two, two and a half. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, it was a while. And so you were dealing with all his life stuff. Yeah. And you were working on him with movies, um, Human Nature, and and his music videos. You you played drums in one of his videos. Um, Yeah. Filmed him playing drums in uh, Drum and Drummer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I played drums in, uh, the, in the, the, the Chemical, Chemical Brothers, Brothers video. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that. And so, what was it like working for? Like, what is it like working for somebody who isn't necessarily like super communicative mm-hmm. about their? Because you know, yeah, that happens. Like about their their vision and and about what they're what they're doing. They're very singular. Well, I mean, I, I guess I thought that like you could become a director just by working for a director, and that there would be this you know, magical kind of, you'd get anointed by them. Or, I don't know, I just thought it was like any other job that all you had to do was, um, you know, stand next to the person who did the thing for long enough and then eventually you would be able to do the thing yourself. And, um, you know, what I realized through working with Michelle that, you know, which was really distressing at the time was that, I, I wasn't going to get to be a director just by being his assistant. And then the thing that made him Michel Gondry wasn't something that could be like c- 
connoted or conveyed to another person, you know, uh, and it's not it's not like that apprentice master relationship of craftsmanship. It's not like becoming a woodworker. If you sit there with a master woodworker for long enough, you'll right. know how to make furniture. What he does is so idiosyncratic and specific to him and his brain and his experience. And he and, doesn't necessarily open a, no. a big aperture to let you see what's going on. Well, and if I were to do it, it would be like me mimicking some idiosyncrasy in his brain. And that's like, that's not, um, I, I, that's mimicry, you know? I mean, yeah. I think the thing that people re- respond to in, in any artist is hopefully it's the, 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 you know, the purity of that impulse that's coming out of their brain and it's not being translated through some, you know, person like me who's trying to be like, you know, cause there was a time when like I would start coming up with ideas for Michelle well, for my music videos or short films, and I'd be like, this is a Michel trick. Right. And for me, it was a trick. And for him, it wasn't a trick. Like when you look at his videos, yeah. whether it's like the palindromic um, Sugar yeah, Water. Yeah, the, the Chibamata. Chibamata one, yeah. 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 Um, and, and, you know, if you have a brain that works like mine, you're like, oh, he's got a trick. Right, right. And, and where you're mapping out the yeah. the six feet under, you know, yeah. the, the A story, B story, you're like, oh, I, I want to know the formula. And I'm very yeah. much the same way. I'm a yeah. puzzle I'm a puzzle guy. Yeah. And he's like, the puzzle is how I get to the vision I have and I don't want to share it with you. Well, and, I don't even think he's making a puzzle. I think he's like, this is how my mind works. Right. right this right. is how I'm conveying oh, yeah. it right. to people. And like, I think he's, I don't know, I'm talking like as an expert about somebody I haven't spoken to in like 20 years but you know it is like it's you know I, I have a feeling that you know when you try to like decipher somebody's stuff and you think that they had some kind of like conceit or some intention and they're just like no man I was just like I was telling a story like there's right. no there's no trick there's no gag there's no hook I just I was just trying to do it like do it straight and everybody else sees it differently because their brains work differently right Right. I and, and then when it comes to mentoring, and I think that mentoring is a, such an important part of of just being a good person in the world. Yeah. You know, especially if you have privilege and if you had uh, yeah. success, you know, it, it's a, it's a way to help others. Yeah. How do you do that um, as, as somebody like, you know, you obviously you've hired really interesting writers yeah. uh, and you've hired a lot of young writers. Yeah. Is that, is that it? I mean, not, yeah, I don't mean, is that it? Mm-hmm. But like, is that, is that the best way that you found to, to achieve that goal? Or if, I don't know if, if that's a goal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you also have two young sons who well, are, I mean, I, I mean, know. keep, don't you think keeping, um, I don't know. I mean, being, uh, I don't know. What, what is it about the young people that is, is interesting? Like, right. in, in, I mean, again, it's like, well, it's like what you're, yeah. I mean, there, there's a, there's a time of life that's just like, it's more alive and magical. It, and I think and you want to see what they can do, right? Yeah. I think about us in our twenties. Oh my God. Is it was not that we did not much. Like we, made, we didn't do anything, but yeah. it was like, <laughs> but you know, it's, it was, you know, we the, had fun and we explored. You know? yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's something that like, not to get all Gatsby about it, but like our, we're all trying to get back to that thing because uh, there's something more 
look, I'm not in not like grateful for for age and all the things, but there's yeah, yeah. an aspect to that. I mean, the, the thing that's so great about having you is like you know my first. LA friend is just like and you having been like a couple years older just like you knew all the <laughs> shit I knew and it was, nothing and no it was, it was like, so we had just so much fucking fun. cool because like yeah. you knew the, you know the secret in and out menu so the, and that was you know I'm, the, I'm just like this guy's the coolest he knows what animal style means you know the, uh, the takeaway is that friendships are really important yeah and when you have successes, you should share them. Like I, when you learn the secret menu, yeah. you should share it with your friends. Yeah. And uh, and then you should also accept the opportunities when they come, right? Yeah. Because that's also what you did. Um, and and I've done much later and, you know, I'm, I'm much, much more stubborn than you are. Um, You're stubborn. We're both stubborn though. Yeah. But, but anyhow, it's, it's worked out really well for you and... It's going to be so, uh, I don't know. I, I, like I was asking a lot of questions that, that were, have been posed on by various people, mm. you know, about the world and also just about the state of, of media. And it would be a shame that if the state of things shut your creative voice down. Oh, and man, you're tying it all together, Marty. You're good at this stuff. I see what you're doing. I, I see, I, I can see the landing pad right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I, I, I see you always creating. So that, that's, that's not a, an issue for me, you know. But Well, I mean, it's interesting how you brought that back to the... Um, your questions all kind of that continuity and you know the idea that we do need some kind of a structure in place like it's a hurly-burly industry like it is yeah. it, it is it, it it really is the kind of career that you you really have to put yourself out there in a terrifying way yeah. and and either and pace yourself too right yeah you I mean, need yeah really good friends yeah or really good union or both <laughs> right. and like i mean i really <laughs> right, think back to the unions yeah the only thing i think the only people you can really rely on as a writer are other writers other creative people um and and uh yeah that that brotherhood sisterhood is is essential and you know if people have any questions about like why are these people striking um, I mean, think about the the best shows that are out there. Yeah, and there, you know, there are a couple that are that, you know that are singular, but most of them are no ninety nine point nine 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 percent of them were written by teams of yeah. people who spent time sweating in a room, just yelling, laughing, you know, struggling, like just. Yeah. And, yeah, and like it, yeah. it's being a, a writer is such a lonely enterprise, and yeah, you know, the the kind of belonging and and security that you get from like when you're in your first writer's room, or when you realize you have a union, these people like again, it's 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 you can't overstate the kind of loyalty that that. Um, inspires because it's the scariest thing you can ever do yeah. like you encouraged me in the beginning when oh i God. quit working for michelle yeah, and yeah. you know and you just just and you, when you sit there and you start writing by yourself it yeah. just feels like the dumbest thing a human being could ever do it's like 
jumping off the high dive and not even knowing that there's like water in the pool. And like when, (laughs) when you feel a splash, like you're just so grateful and you realize that, um, I mean, that never goes away. You feel that way. Like I'm just as terrified of this career as I was 20 years ago. And the, if you you saw Phil when he walked in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a terrifying and, and, you know, you're not asking for a golden ring. No, you're asking for a ring. You know, it, yeah. you're asking for a, a safety net. A safety net. You're yeah. asking for, yeah. And it, it's not so that you can be, uh, um, you know, Shonda Rhimes or or mm-hmm. or um, what's the American Horror Stories Ryan guy, Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. It's like you're like it's just to do something you love to do. And, yeah. And the fact that you said like I love doing this, and and. Uh, I mean, it's been done really well f- for you, and and also you've brought a lot of people into a world that that um, yeah. I, I mean, I just don't know. Um, I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how it works out in the end, and it's it's no. it's terrifying. It, it is. It is really terrifying. It is, and that's why I don't miss. Like I mean, no. it's terrible. Like, I don't, do you, I, okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's, it's fine for you to feel that way because I, we all fantasize about it. We uh, all have our escape plans. Right, right, right. You know, we dream about it all the time. Every per- person on the strike line is thinking like, what else could I do? And right. most people are coming up with the answer, like nothing. Right, So right. that's why we keep walking. Yeah. Um, it would be great. But I mean, the truth is there's just, um, there's not a lot of careers like this one. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know what you would want to do otherwise? Besides, um, uh, you would be a good leather maker. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do? I don't know. I've been thinking about clean energy. Oh, so you no. want to? He wants to take energy and, and clean make it, it clean it <laughs> for the rest of you. You're welcome, everybody. Last question: If can I decarbonize America yeah. with a keyboard? Um, okay. Okay. Two questions. Uh, one, do you have any advice for writers out there? Um, don't just say you're a writer, be a writer. I think I got into that trap of thinking that it would be cool to be a writer and then just being terrified to actually do it. And uh, that's a mistake. Yeah. Self-promotion is something you shouldn't be embarrassed of, even though it makes you feel like a bit of a goober. That's how you got your first job. You That's got, how you got you, probably all your jobs. That's yeah. how you got every job. That's and, how we all get all our and jobs. And just, yeah. I mean, hopefully, uh, yeah. Okay. Last, um, I mean, just read a lot of scripts. Don't, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Do I the mean, fucking work. Yeah. Just read. I mean, Marty, how many scripts you've read in your life? Oh, probably. 3,000, 5,000? No, no. Oh, probably like 2,000, 2,000. Okay. Just 2,000. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? You know what good writing is. You're oh, a good writer. Yeah. Like, that's because uh, you just read a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so do the fucking work and and be humble and at the same time be aggressive, you know, in a very humble, self-aware way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That seems that seems good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh last question. This is uh not from me. This is from a guy named Brad Bird Brad Stark. Brad? Wait. Stark. Oh, I think he wants more of the jingle. He says, um, <laughs> which nooner jingle did they use at the top of the show? I tuned in late and missed it. It's just you and Marty talking now. I uh, read that. I got a text from him when I was in the bathroom. <laughs> that was going to be my final. That was going to be my final joke, and he just scooped me. Oh, I'm sorry. Like it's he did right. not include me on that text 
whatever yeah. chain. Brad, uh, Brad, oh my God, Brad. I was listening to a song okay. this week that I thought would be perfect for your vocal register okay. and it so, slipped my so mind. Just so everyone knows, okay. Brad has done all the original like uh, theme songs. Like when we, Dan and I first started, he just sent in, he just created, he took like all this source music that was out there and sang on top of it and created all the the ones that you love, including the Breakfast Club one that that started this episode. So what was the song that you I don't know, but it was such a... You don't know? Then don't introduce it. Sing it. No, I don't remember. It was such a great baritone crowd pleaser that he would have just crushed a covers party. All right, this is a party that Mm. my friends used to run that, yeah. I'll think of uh, okay. it. Okay, this is not the satisfying. This is like the we the, landed that we stuck the landing by getting back to the no, jingle. No, but then you then you shat on it. You, then you did a, a whoa. A, you no you, shitting. No, I'm not you, shitting. You did a no. Spider Man into the Spider Verse, whatever. Like you know, it doesn't really end because people don't know what the song is. But isn't that great? It keeps you hungry for the next episode. All right, with that, um, Phil. Like, how can people support writers right now? Um, honk your horns when you drive by Warner Brothers. <laughs> honk your horns when you drive. Uh, cancel all your subscriptions. Just kidding. Um, and uh, like, what do they do when there's so much great content in foreign films and for, uh, foreign shows and YouTube and? Uh, sorry, I'll shut up. Yeah, sorry. I mean, he's he's. Staring daggers. No, I mean we don't have a choice. We just, you it's know, really fucking hard. It's a really hard time. Yeah. Uh, but honk your horns. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, yeah, this will. You know, we've been through times like this before, and I don't think there's any reason to be despondent. And, and um, it's not like you're asking for the moon. You're asking for something that's very reasonable. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean the the world will continue spinning. It's you know again, there's so many desperate things happening in our world right yes. now. I'm more not, important things than I'm this. Not Absolutely, trying to hold this up. Yeah, in uh, comparison, but and, don't uh, don't forget about it for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. We will see you next Tuesday. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, more. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. been a Smodco internet production. Sip only at smodcast.com.